Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Congratulations. Your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend. A ferocious linebacker. A clueless producer. And you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of the program. How you live at threes? Um, great, brother. How you doing, man? I'm pretty well. This is a wild morning, kids. Uh, in ter- sure from, is. From, from a sports perspective, there's a lot going on. Um, and and normal, the normal tomfoolery will will subside for a moment here, my friend, because uh, the Simone Biles thing in the Olympics is pretty wild. So uh, if if you're if you're somebody who is waiting for tonight. To watch the Olympics and don't want any information about what is happening, which I don't even know how many people that would be at this point in the year of our Lord 2021. Aren't most people pretty connected at this point? I think most people are pretty connected. Yeah, I just, my thing is I, like, I have the push notification, so I'm not, like, watching the Olympics first thing in the morning when I wake up. I will um, wait till tonight to watch it, but... I'm not also like hiding from the results. And when you get the push notification about Simone, you're like, oh, yeah. come on. But um, yeah. Yeah. And so, well, I if think you don't want any of those thing. updates. So the same thing happened to me. Turn down the dial. <laughs> now would be not to, not to listen. But I was the same as you. I, I wasn't watching it. Um, and I watched last night. It was fun. Um, was getting ready for the show this morning. And started seeing the notifications about Biles. And so what, what is crazy about that, so she withdrew from the team competition. Um, and there was a medical issue, and then there was, there's a, a report out of Yahoo that says that, uh, that she's fine physically, that it's a mental issue. I mean, what it is is almost, it doesn't make any difference, I don't think. I mean, she, she dropped out and that's it. Uh, of it. And, and for, for very good reason in regard to her, and that's really the only opinion that matters. What I do think is pretty fascinating about this is that so after I got the notification, I went to NBC because I wanted to see what was happening. I'm thinking, well, they, you know, they they clearly are showing this, right? Like they're clearly showing this competition. Well, they were not. They were not. Mm -hmm. It was the Today Show, which is obviously a very big deal for for NBC and morning news is a very big deal for all of the networks. And I get it. Um, But they weren't. So there was... Uh, they're standard people who are, who anchor whatever the show is. What is it today or whatever? Yeah. Um, as you can tell, I don't watch these shows, but um, but there were so standard people labor. So they go to Hoda, who is at the venue where the competition is taking place, and she's telling us how she's yelling to Simone because there's nobody there. Right. And she's saying, "We love you, Simone. Simone, says, I love you too." But there's nobody there, and I'm thinking to myself, "Why don't we just broadcast this?" Yeah. Why don't we just watch the competition and see what happened? And they, they, they won't because, of course, they're saving it. And I don't know if it's the right or wrong. I just thought with all of the information as fast as it is spreads, yeah, 
this is an opportunity for a live view of what's happening live. Now they're gonna they'll package it up and they'll present it tonight. Uh, it's a big hit for them because obviously people would have wanted to see Biles yeah. compete. I mean, she is the. Would you say she's the signature star of these Olympics? Oh gosh, yeah. She right? got her own show. I mean, on Facebook, you know, yeah. Um, and which was Simone versus herself. And so the fact that um, look when we I watched her in qualifying and she was still elite, but yeah. she wasn't. We talked on. about this yesterday, right? Um, yeah. yeah, but she wasn't on. And so everything that you're reading, and I haven't seen anything, but everything that you're reading is that she did the vault, I guess. Um, she bailed on her expected vault. So when you bail on what is expected, I learned this yesterday watching the Russian Olympic Committee. I got to make sure I say it right. Um, <laughs> the, the men, how one of the guys went to go do some move and he bailed on it because it was supposed to be a combo, but then he was supposed to do the same move on the next tumble, and if you do a back-to-back move, that's actually a disqualification. So he had to, on the fly, change it up and did something else and then ended up getting a fine score. But like, there's all these little intricate rules that unless you have the audio on, you're not really figuring out. So anyway, so she bails from the normal vault, which is already a deduction, does some, you know, whatever move, um, and she stumbles on the landing. And then yeah. after that, that's when she left the mat and, and walked off the floor and then came back with her wrist wrapped. Like she was going to go onto the uneven bars and then basically took the wraps off and was done. So whether it's physical, whether it's mental, um, who knows, but whatever it's, a, it's a massive story because obviously she is the, the face of, of the whole U S team. You felt like her and Katie Ledecky, Ledecky, I felt like were the two agree. Um, names that were everyone knows and are excited to watch so this is um crazy and because of it the 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 russian olympic committee the female um they won gold and the u.s won silver um with ending ending the u.s's reign um but it, it just and imagine being one of the subs like imagine being the sub that had to go in and thinking like oh simone's out hey you're up in the team competition what I thought I was here just to kind of enjoy and sit and watch, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, right. And now I'm in there for Simone Biles, maybe the best gymnast to ever do. I mean, it's it's insane. But obviously, we'll. I mean, I'm going to tune in tonight. I mean, even though I'm reading about it, I still want to tune in to see how it all well, looks. Look, right. I mean, you got to see how what what the body language is and try to at least dive into what that all looks like. I think she'll be available. I I mean, they you know NBC's partnership with Team USA is as good as any partnership can be. So I'm guessing that there will be some sort of conversation about it. She said, this was an Instagram post from yesterday. She says, it wasn't an easy day for me and my best, but I got through it. I truly do feel like I have the weight of the world on my shoulders at times. I know I brush it off and make it seem like pressure doesn't affect me. Uh, but damn, sometimes it's hard. Ha, ha, ha. The Olympics is no joke, but I'm happy with my family who's able to be with me virtually. They mean the world to me. That That's a lot of pressure. And it's interesting because pressure manifests in different ways for all of us, right? I mean, I think... yeah. My my reaction to that is, I would almost think that she would have no pressure. I mean, she's already universally regarded as the greatest of all time. She is has several moves named after her. She has lapped the field. Right. Um, she's won more world championships, Olympic gold medals. She's she's it. Like everything from this point on is gravy. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't get in the side in, inside the head of somebody, and you think about. I always just marvel at Olympic athletes because, you know, you train for four years for a couple of minutes or seconds right. in some yep. instances, Yep. and I can't imagine that. Uh, one thing about team sports, and 
Um, you think about, I mean, and, and I'll ask you this. You may mess up a play, but you get another play. Right. The next play. I mean, how many defensive plays do you play in a game? 40? 35? Mm. Like, you, even if you make a huge mistake, there's another play. They may make, make a mistake of this. It's done. That's it. Yep. It's done. Maybe forever, yep. you know, depending on their age. So there's a, a lot to it. It is. Um, I, for one, I cannot imagine the pressure that she feels. Um, the pressure, because even though she has all those things, there is, I mean, like she's mentioned, there's a pressure that she has to be perfect. You can even sense it in qualifying that, like, any little slight hiccup, there's an uncomfortable smile. You know what I mean? Like, there's this high standard that she has performed at uh, to where sometimes we look at it and we can say, oh, I mean, gosh, you, you've you've done it all, right? You have moves after you. You're the most explosive athlete maybe in the world. And yet there has to be this huge weight to perform that obviously she is feeling. Um, and, and who knows the physical health status, right? And, and the fact that this thing was delayed a year. I and mean, there's a whole lot of things that go into this. Oh, yeah. Good point. These, these athletes, um, to be on a stage – in front of the world for just a few minutes, and you've trained so hard for these moments. It is, I can't imagine that. Because even, Bo, there'd be times even in college, like senior year, after you get some accolades and you're going, like if you miss one tackle, like there's like a huge, almost like defeat in your head. Even like It's like everything in the past that you've done, you almost feel like you're not, you're not, um, like you're exposed, for instance. You know what I mean? Like if you've ever even lived life, you know that like yeah. if you've lived life and you try to act a certain way that is not your true self out in public and then something comes out and then you're like, oh man, I'm like your biggest fear, a lot of people's fear is being exposed as a phony. Sure. Like as an athlete, that's tenfold, man. Like you go and play and you're like, man, I don't care what trophies or accolades or whatever I have. Like the worst thing that you could hear as a, as a competitor and someone who's getting trying to, you know, excel is like, you miss a tackle. Like, Oh man, that guy's a bum. Like that's all like, he's a fake, you know? Like, and so any missed tackle, it would be no matter what it was. Like, it doesn't matter how many tackles you've made. It's the failures to where you, you're going to be feared that you looked at as your peers or even fans as, as a phony. And, um, or you don't got, that's why it's so hard for a lot of guys to deal with retirement because it's like, you don't want to, go to this place of just, oh, he doesn't got it anymore. Well, what does that mean? Is that a part of me that's not there anymore? Yeah. Right? You know, so it's a, it's, there's deep psychological stuff there but sure. that you got to work through as an athlete. And uh, I can't, and, that, and that's, that's a team sport, right? That's a team sport where you can go and, and uh, sometimes hide within a defense, right? For, for me specifically, but as the, in these individual sports, whew, I can't imagine the pressure that these athletes are under. Look, not a doctor, not going to pretend to be one on the radio. But from the outside looking in, and usually when people say that, there's a qualifier and then say, but they're about ready to say the opposite. I, I can't help but wonder, and this goes for Simone Biles, if, if it is, if it turns out that it is, you know, a mental, something mental uh, that she's struggling with. And I think if you look at some of the, she they ran a clip of her yesterday where she talked about, um, you know, that everything hurts and, and that, you know, pointing to this and all of that, and I'm now old and all of these things. Um, I can't help but think that this generation of of she's 24, but th- this generation of athletes that that their lives are broadcast on social media. I can't imagine the the damage that that does to one's mental health. Oh man, yeah. Because you know, you and I have talked about that on the show, like. You know, we got to be on it 
because you know it, it, it for our job you got to be on it i mean you have to yeah. you have to know what's going on so you have to be on it but to live your life on it mm-hmm. and to never take a break from that and to be on a phone where the world can it allows people in that normally wouldn't be in yeah like if she's looking at instagram replies yeah and i'm sure she is i mean kevin yeah. durant had a burner account for god's sakes like right the, the the mental health you get like I'll, I'm going to Montana in a couple of weeks the the amount of mental health I'll get because I won't be on any of it. You just did a private jet? Is that what you did? Because I know That's prices right. were high right. for flying. You just probably got the yeah. Wheels I just up. I just PJ'd it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll, you're going to start to hear some new endorsements from me on that front. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> no the uh, but seriously, like the amount of time on those apps is. I just think it it just wreaks havoc on this on this generation of athlete because to have everyone shouldn't be able to give their opinion to you and you shouldn't have to read it. Right. And you don't have to, but there is they've grown up with it. They've grown up with it. They've grown and up with it. And to it's be the honest, way that's Shelley's concern. Um and I, we've talked to a couple of fe- former female college athletes that we know and are talking about the mental health battle with the female athletes with name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Um, because with whatever deals that come along, obviously all that attention will bring scrutiny as well. Mm-hmm. And like, I've met a couple of, of <laughs> former college female athletes that are like, oh, this would have ruined me. Twitter would have ruined me in college yeah. as far as like a mental health standpoint, let alone the fact of, um, or they know teammates that would have been undone by the, because if you're making money off of certain image, right, or looks, and then all it takes is a few trolls, and it goes down a, a certain path, and you're right, these kids don't have a, they have a choice, but you know how, like, we all know how hard it is, like, to not be engaged in, in yeah. all of that. Um, it's it's very restricting, and they're just, I mean, we talked to Coach Holtman about it over and over that these kids just. You can say, "Hey, stay off it." Well, that's easier said than done, you know. So, right. most likely, they're not going to. So then, how do you how do you train them up well to to utilize something that can be used for good um, to be responsible, you know, with it? And, and a lot of these guys that's have to go to you know therapists or counseling, which is not a bad thing. You know, I think it's a good thing. Absolutely, um, but it's a lot to handle, man. It's a lot to handle. I mean, I've gone through it. I've told, I mean. There, there'd be times specifically where it's like, I just got to a point in the NFL where I'm like, I can't even look. I'm not going to yeah. look after bad, and I want to look after good. Like, I want to look till midweek um, and refresh through all the, the noise because, look, it works the other way, too. You can start to believe all the, back in the day, it was oh, the press yeah. clippings. Now it's all the, the positive stuff. You can start to believe certain things. Um, and then, as we know, you can start to live in your own little echo chamber, and it's just... Yeah, you got to take a nice little break. I, I still take breaks. I try to take breaks most Sundays and just not even look at my at my social media most Sundays and just kind of stay away from it because you can go down rabbit holes that you don't intend to. Um, oh, it gets gosh. pretty pretty insane. Yeah, the most sobering thing ever is when you get the thing on on Sunday that tells you your screen time and you go, "My God!" Right, <laughs> right. What have I done? What have yep. I done this week? Um, yeah. And then, and then, so yeah. So look, this is going to be an evolving situation. 
Um, and and we'll we'll keep you updated as it goes. But obviously, that'll be the. Hey, I didn't know though. I didn't know. This is top source, by the way, on ESPN. It says, I didn't. I mean, I love this this headline. Um, right next to Simone. Are you ready for it? This Give is it to me. Surprising source: SEC to meet and discuss adding OU Texas. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? Holy cow! You got to be kidding. They're going to yeah. just now meet about it. Yeah. God bless them. The six the months SEC. of talking before. No, wasn't none a, of, nothing. Oh. No. No, 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 no. It'd be no. some real now Game of Thrones stuff, by the way, if the SEC met and was like, we're actually not going to accept them. <laughs> I mean, I, that would be pretty funny. I mean, quite frankly, that would be quite funny. Um, we, we will keep you updated on on, it, on the developments with Simone Biles because it obviously will be the story of the day in the world of sports. Uh, so we'll keep you updated as we go along. As, as Three's mentioned there, uh, it's official. Oklahoma and Texas are going to bounce to the Big Twelve uh, from the Big Twelve. They can do so after twenty twenty five, but there are a lot of of hurdles still legally that are going to play out. This is going to happen, uh, but there's a lot of and this means this and that means that. Mm. So we'll get into all that. Uh, question number what are we on? Question number twelve. Uh, the Columbus Crews chance to take the town. Is it on, and did it start with the new stadium? We will get into that in the in the 10 o'clock hour a little bit. Coach Holtman with another big, big get yesterday in recruiting. We will get into that. A little Tuesdays with Tiberi as well. Check in with Ben Baby. Mike Brown spoke yesterday down in Cincinnati. We've got to see Joe Burrow sling a pass to Jamar Chase. That was pretty cool as well. So lots of fun here on a Tuesday edition off and running. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Feel unappreciated? Things not working out the way you imagined? Bad news. Sometimes life sucks. Good news. We don't. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Well-dressed, well-spoken, but never, ever a well-drink. How about chaos? Insanity. Absolute insanity. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. Bishop and Laurenitis right here on The Fan. And I want to talk to you about my friends over at Jermaine Toyota. 200, over 200 pre-owned cars on site and a great inventory of Toyota certified pre-owned cars. They can find the right vehicle to fit you and your lifestyle. Plus, their buy center is paying over book value right now for your trade-in, even if you don't buy from them. Go say hello to DeLacy and Buddy at 5711 Scarborough Boulevard or check them out online, germaintoyota.net. All right, you mentioned it uh, after we uh, discussed the Simone Biles news. Officially official, Texas and Oklahoma. It was interesting. This happened right after we got done with the show, and there was this report that they would listen to the Big 12, and then shortly after we were done with the show, it became official. No, no, we're good. We're, we're going to go, and, and we're going to... We're going to be done in 2025, and on we go. And now the news that the SEC is going to consider them, uh, which is comedy. So there's a lot to unpack here from the standpoint of logistically, how's this look? And I'm not going to bore all you guys with all of that, but there will be lawsuits here. Um, And you've got this issue of 2025. If you're the Big 12, do you make them play through 2025? Or do you say, get out of here, pay us our money, get Mm. out of here, and go to the SEC sooner rather than later. I my hunch is it'll be the latter, that they'll want a big check, and and they'll move on. And, well, it depends. And play. Don't you think it, it it depends on their TV money? So like, how does that trickle down happen? And I don't know. This is this is not. I'm just more ignorance than anything, right? But I'm assuming if Texas and Oklahoma are a part of the Big Twelve TV package for ESPN and Fox Sports, ESPN doesn't care. They're getting them on their games anyway. Yeah. But if you're Fox, you're saying, oh, hold on. Hold on a second. You can't jump to the SEC in 2023. We have rights to yeah. tele- 
to broadcast you through 25. So if you're going to go to the SEC, then we technically get some SEC games out of you. And then ESPN says, no, no, we paid for the SEC package. Sure. And, and so this is where the fighting happens. Um, it just, I think the Big 12 needs to be patient. Look, my gut would say, say the, the hell with them. Give me the money. Get out. Yeah. Right? Kindly leave. Kindly and, leave. And, and, gosh, it's the perfect scene for this. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said the book wasn't yours. Time. It's not mine, but I might have glanced at it. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be my best man. Get out. Um, <laughs> so great. Such a good movie. Oh, it's incredible. Um, but yeah. th- So if you're the Big 12, though, you have to be patient and say, okay, what is my... How do we make the most money in this situation? Do we make more money with them staying in conference f- till 2025? Can we get a big enough check to you, you weigh it? You weigh it, you know it's like holding on to a property. Really, do we want to? <laughs> what's the what's the benefit of selling now? Should we put something on it and sell it now, or should we just? What's the cost of holding on to it? You know, and yeah, you weigh those things out. So, I think if you're the Big Twelve, <sighs> my gut says Texas and Oklahoma. If they can push it, they will try to get out sooner. Because they don't want, obviously, they don't want to be in it anymore. They find that the Big Twelve at a point right now isn't good enough. It won't be good enough at twenty twenty five for them. No, so they're right. out. They're gone. So if the sooner they can probably make people at the Big Twelve upset and get out, they will. But let me I'm ask more you interested. This. Like, what's the Big Twelve do? The Big Twelve is trying to sound like they're going to band together and try to add some teams. But well, and there could be a plan for that. And and I, I want to get Houston, in. There. I want to ask SMU, you this. Though. I want to ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What do you think the motivation for Texas and Oklahoma for leaving is? Why are they doing it? Both have an easier know. path to the playoff where they, they are. Both had an easier path to the playoff. They both so, were making plenty of money. So they, the, the the Big 12 deal was in the 30s. The SEC deal's in the 50s million. So that's a, that's a lot of money. But neither Texas or Oklahoma you know, is bankrupt. You know, both of them have a lot of money. And Texas right. has right. a ton of money. So... Yeah. And Oklahoma's not hurting. So, so what is the what is pushing this envelope? I keep hearing that people are saying that it's be great for Texas in recruiting, and I'm like, y'all, I, it's Texas. If you win, you'll recruit well, win football games. Does this help you win football games? Well, I think they're going to change the narrative on what that means. I think that's what the SEC's plan will be. Uh, will be yeah. to change the narrative on what winning football games means. My my hunch is that my I think it's all about recruiting. I think it's all about recruiting, and I think that they're not seeing that the real problem that's happened at Texas, especially, is that they've had they have not hit on their coaching hires. Yeah, that's that's the real issue. Yeah, and Ari did a great piece on the athletic in terms of their recruiting from 02 to 2012, and their recruiting from 2012 onward. Well, let's remember that. The 02 to 2012 was the height of Mac Brown, and they were consistently recruiting like they had their average is like sixth best recruiting class in the country. It falls after that. Texas A&M's recruiting went up after they moved to the SEC, but they've also hired some pretty dynamic coaches. Even I mean, someone could recruit it, and yeah. now Jimbo. And now they're selling the SEC, so that's a big part of it. I think it's recruiting, and I think what what Texas is looking at is saying. Use Quinn Ewers. There, there's two quarterbacks in the state of Texas. The, they're, the, they've, it's Ewers, and there's another five-star whose name escapes me who's going to Clemson. And actually, the kid at Clemson uh, has won the last two state championships 
against in terms of at the same classification as yours. And he's going to Clemson. So the two best quarterbacks in the state of Texas are going to Clemson and Ohio State. Yeah. They're not going to Texas. And the thinking is, is that kids want to play where the best play. Right? Yeah. So now you say to yourself, wait a second, Clemson and Ohio State, they're not in the SEC. Well, no, they're not. They're not in the SEC. But what they will be able to sell when they are, when Texas is, and this is what I think this is all about, they will be able to say, the best play here. Yep. Do you want to be the best? If you want to be the best, this is the best league in the world that isn't the NFL. Yep. And that's what Texas and Oklahoma will are, will do. And you talked about winning. I think this will change the narrative on winning, which is going to be a big thing to wrap your head around because it's not going to be you got to go twelve and zero or eleven and one. No, nine and three, eight and four. Yeah. In that league is going to be winning. Yep. You're going to have teams in that league that go eight, nine and three, eight and four, get into a twelve team playoff, probably multiple of them. I mean, they can have half the playoff. Did you see Pete Thamel's tweet about that? He no, said yesterday, one smart college football source pointed out today that the uncertainty diminishes the chance of a 12-team playoff starting as early as 23, the earliest it could. It's hard to pick a model when you don't know what all the leagues look like. We need to wait for the dust to settle on realignment. Yeah, I, you know, there could be some of that. You know, there could be. Yeah. Um, but, but honestly, like, they could get to a point where it doesn't even matter... I mean, they could minimize the playoff entirely if yep. they wanted to. The SEC could just say, we'll crown our own national champion with our 16 yeah, teams. just join UCF. Yeah, right. Do yeah. their own. You and Scott. So I, I think that's what it comes back to. And I think Oklahoma was just they, – they just said, well, we can't – we have to have Red River. Right. And we don't want to be Nebraska. So right. this is our best chance yeah. to continue with that. And, they, and so that's how they, they got drug along for the, on, on the ride with Texas. So then you say to yourself, with all of that, what is the Big Ten's response to this? Mm. Well, Dan Wetzel says, don't hold your breath. We'll get into that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. This is Ohio State basketball coach Chris Holtman on your home for Buckeye basketball, The Fan. The Fan. Ohio's sports destination. It's Bishop and Laurinaitis' What's Up. What's up, man? Sponsored by your Central Ohio Honda dealers. All right, a couple of uh, sports, uh, big sports news things that we'll get to as the show goes along uh, in terms of what is up today. Simone Biles uh, withdraws from the team competition at the uh, Olympics in the gymnastics, so Russia wins the United States uh, with, with the silver, wins the silver medal. Uh, I don't think settles for the silver medal is appropriate. I think wins the silver medal is probably the appropriate way to say that. Um, she did stop and talk to reporters, I'm seeing, and did say that it's not physical, it's mental. Um, so that's that's the uh, the update on that. Uh, the other thing, Aaron Rodgers is spotted in Green Bay, walking around into the facility. So so we have that. We'll we'll get into that at, at deeper length as as the show goes on, uh, and keep you updated on the Biles news as it as it happens, because obviously that will be the big sports story of the day. Uh, Dan Wetzel of Yahoo, one of the guys who was all over that, wrote the story this morning. Uh, about Biles for Yahoo and is over in Japan, but also doing the college football side of things and is usually pretty well sourced and had this about uh, tweeted out yesterday evening uh, in terms of the Big Ten. 
Uh, and hearing, and he said, he said, quote in a tweet, hearing little to no interest in expansion from Big Ten sources. No need to make a move. There's talk of a scheduling agreement with the Pac-12. Um, I don't know where there was ever any notion that Ohio State and Michigan would leave. Uh, you know, they're, uh, honestly, like Twitter, that is, Fans. but that's, that's just it. nonsense. Like Ohio, well, Michigan is not like-minded. Bo, you know, I mean, how, do you need a refresher? <laughs> of all the people for the us nonsense? to go with, though, like, yeah, they are not, they are not like-minded. Yeah. We have gone opposite them in most big decisions this league has done, going all the way back to the inclusion of Penn State 30 years yep. ago. Yep. They didn't want Penn State in the league years ago. They didn't want to yep. play last year. We did. Like, I mean, we don't think like Michigan. We don't. Right. So yep. the, the idea that somehow we'd come together and kumbaya and say, yeah, the two of us, let's go do it. No, I, that's that's not let's it. Let's go be friends. Um, yeah. Right. But they, So there, there is gaining some steam that the Big Ten ought to do nothing. Um, and I think that's fine, and I think that you can hang on the idea of, I think it's fine for now, I should say. I think you can hang on to the idea that we make more money than anybody else in a TV deal, and that's fine for now. Um, I think that you could say, uh, look, if, if we extend beyond our footprint, it gets a little dicey in terms of trying to do the scheduling, and I think that that's fine. Um, and, and all of that is, is very, it could very well be true. But I used the example yesterday of, of Blockbuster video, right? You yeah. don't want to be the last guy selling video. Right. You don't. Right. And you've seen, like, the family videos. There's, like, one in the in rural communities, right? Yeah. That That's yeah. left. And, and you like don't want to be that guy. Oregon or something, you know? <clears throat> yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Like, you want to be the one who's thinking about... Because this isn't about 2025. It's about 2035. Then you now, the landscape like Nef- can change you a lot. Netflix and Redbox, and now you can go, right. you can go to Walgreens, you know, and get a... DVD out of a bro. By the way, the line whenever I see a line at a red box, yeah, I'm like they still have those, we? huh? Oh gosh, yeah, yep. And you'll still, I mean, where was I? Where I saw a line? I'm like, people, there's a there's a thing called Netflix. To where I always you don't feel have like if get... my dad is streaming and he's 72 on the Ponderosa, then yeah. anybody should be at this. Yeah. Point. Do you remember Netflix when they would send you the DVD and then you'd have to? Pay I it was them. never a subscriber then. The return was, back and then boom, and yeah. then I remember them being like, "Hey, guess what? There's this thing you can just you can just watch the movies on the line." And I was like, "What? On the line? What a concept! <laughs> on the line? No, no not Incredible. online, but like on the line. Oh, like on Instagram. the line? Yeah. No, right. no, not no, like no, Instagram. No. You put your photos on the line. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I. We this don't want to be it, that though. You have to think no. about down the road. And here's what the SEC has done, and here's what we've failed at. The SEC has had, you go back to Roy Kramer, who was integral in the development. Well, not he was the guy who did the the SEC championship game. And then that led to everybody saying, boy, there's a lot of money in these things. Yeah. Maybe we got to do those. Then yeah. Mike Slive watched over the league, right? Yep. And formed the partnership not only with CBS but with SEC Network uh, and ESPN and all of that. And now they have Greg Sankey. And yep. they have had three consecutive commissioners who get the importance of the brands that are in the conference and feed the rabid fan base that they represent. Yep. Football matters there. So they feed them football. That's right. That's what they do. And they realize right. that it wasn't about this notion that it was about media markets. It's, it wasn't about that. It was give a damn. It was always about give a damn. And so, yeah, we're making more money now. We are. We're in big markets. But I don't know if you've looked at the population shift. And if you've seen where the population is leaving our markets. Yeah. And where are they headed? To the south. Nashville, Austin, around Atlanta. Houston. 
Houston, Florida, Florida. Birmingham. Um, yeah. So this, I'm I'm with you. I don't want to add teams just to add teams. Like Kansas, Iowa State doesn't do anything for me, right? Unless you can poach, if you can somehow swing Notre Dame and a couple ACC, then I'll be like, great. And if that takes a couple of years, great. And to be honest, the Big Ten doesn't have to do anything if Michigan would get its crap together and become a viable football program again. If Nebraska would get its crap together and become a viable Is, football program. Do you think either of those State, things are possible? No. But I'm saying that's the only either. way. Yeah. The only way that I, I'm, what I'm saying is that the Big Ten doesn't have to do anything is three yes. giant Fs that I don't foresee anything happening with. That's Penn State, Michigan, and Nebraska. Nebraska, the least likely. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't see any of those things happening. So because of that, you got to find uh, find out, find a way to get Notre Dame. And here's the reality, people in the Big Ten, Notre Dame. Is more attracted to the ACC than they are us. By a wide, even We're the old Pac-12. news. They don't want to come with no. us. They don't. They do I, I not want to be with us. No, and I saw some notion. Of, I've seen some stuff about add, you know, just the California schools out of the Pac-12. Well, that's not going to work for scheduling. No, you no. can't do that. If you're going to get into a conversation with the Pac-12, then maybe a scheduling agreement with them would work, where it's where you have like, you know, you between the two leagues, you only play each other. That might work. But you're ruled almost independently. That might work. That might be a viable plan. Uh, but you're right. The notion of going to get in Kansas and Iowa State and going, oh yeah, well they're AAU certification. Okay, great. Um, that you know that that's not going to help anybody in football down the road. And I do, I am certainly aware that the Big Ten was founded as an academic sharing group of colleges and universities. That's what it was for. Yeah. It, it was that as much as it was a, an athletic conference. It was about sharing of information. And I understand there's a billion dollars tied up in that. And you, that's why this AAU and all this stuff goes way back. You mentioned yesterday, University of Chicago is still a sharing partner, even though they're not in the league. So that kind of lets you know like what the Big Ten is thinking about. But if you sit here and say, oh, we're good in this footprint, yeah, as this footprint continues to recede population, yeah, and you start if, – if you're Ryan Day and you're going into Texas – Five six years from now, and trying trying to recruit quarterbacks, yeah. and the sales pitch coming down there to those quarterbacks is, "Hey man, you want to play in the best? Mm. You want to play in the best league? You got to come. To the- what are you scared? You, you scared, scared to play in the you SEC? You scared to play in our league? And if you you're looking for proof of this, yeah, look at California. Yeah, the best quarterbacks in California. You're playing at Ohio State and Clemson and Alabama. Alabama. Yep, they're not at yep. USC. Yep, they want kids want to play where the best play. Right now, Ohio State is one of the best, but this is a game changer in recruiting. I do believe that. Um, what should the Big Twelve do? You hit on this, man. <laughs> There's a Who's lot of better they summer, could do. by the way, than SMU. Think about it. Pretty good. Like, name, image, likeness. Hey, now everyone can get paid. Oh, Texas and Oklahoma right. leading. Hey, we're right here in a big market. You know, our football right. programs come back pretty well. We'd love to rehash some of our glory absolutely yeah. yeah and maybe that is the way the big 12 goes we get into that coming up next bishop and Laurenite is right here on the fan if you consider yourself a buckeye fan you've come to the right place this is your heritage sports talker and home of ohio state athletics the fan ohio sports destination if you- two guys who love to see it this is bishop and Laurenitis. All right, so if you're Bullsby and you run the uh, the Big 12 and you release this statement that says the remaining eight institutions will work together in a collaborative manner to thoughtfully and strategically position the Big 12 Conference 
for continued success, both athletic and academically, long into the future. What What is their opportunity? Hmm. You have to add. You have to add. Like you can't just stay put as is. You have to start adding no. schools that you think will help you. And so when you look at it, you have to say, okay, how can we – do you try to grab Houston, SMU, Cincinnati, UCF? Boise State, BYU. Try to get Boise, BYU. Is BYU independent? Nevada. Uh, I think it's in. It used to be in the old Mountain West. I don't know if you know if the Mountain West still exists. I don't even know if that exists either. It's kind of. You might go big. You might go big, and I heard Pete Thamel say this, and maybe and maybe there's something to this. If you did what you and I are talking about right now, no, they're independent. Is you say, look, we'll play on when they're independent. We'll play on Wednesday nights. Oh, we'll play gosh. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights. Yeah. And we'll take those slots, and we'll play. We'll give you Texas Tech against Oklahoma State. Give you Boise State against UCF. Man, think about the geographical footprint of that, though, and how difficult that is for everything other than football. Yeah, yeah. The other thing they could do is they could say, you know what, we're going to go back to what you know, part of what we were a long time ago, which is a Southwest brand, and we feel pretty good about as the population shift continues to go south, that will be positioned going forward in the Houston market. And I've been told that the – I've heard this from many people, that they want no part of SMU in Houston. Like, they do not want them back in. God, uh, the powers that be in the Big 12. But you may need them. Yeah. You may need them. Yep. So if you go Houston and you go SMU uh, and you get back to 10 with those two um, and you get Cincinnati so that West Virginia has a dance partner up here, um and and maybe pick apart somebody if you want to get into Florida you go UCF and USF and that gets you to 12 and that's your 12 league that's viable from a footprint standpoint anytime people start talking about Boise State or you know from their perspective or even the you know just the four California schools for our perspective you have to give them dance partners if we've learned anything from the Nebraska move not just from a scheduling standpoint but from a recruiting standpoint from a buy-in you have to have people near them that they play. Yeah, you have to have places for them to recruit. You can't have them on an island. You can't have. You can't just randomly put Boise State in the Big Twelve. I don't know if people realize how far it is between Boise, Idaho, and Lubbock, Texas. Mm. There are no direct flights. I'll tell you that. Right. Right. That's a man. That's. They're in a tough. I, when I read the statement from from Bowlesby, I really thought, Bo, like you almost feel like it's. And I like him, you know, um, the commish. But it's you kind of got this sense of what he was saying was kind of just hollow, you know, like the eight teams are going to band together. And all I kept thinking of is, yeah, right, the deceit that just happened with Texas and Oklahoma. I can. There's already reports of West Virginia calling ACC, Kansas calling the Big Ten. Like they're not all yeah. committed to the Big Twelve. They're that's no. a that's a statement trying to at least appear unified. They're all going to try to flee and get somewhere before being left behind. That's what they're. That's what the other yeah. schools in the conference are doing. And 
So what as the, schools you know, out of that league would you have an interest in, if any, for the Big Ten? <sighs> exactly. It's tough. It's tough because there's some that are good in football now, but you're like, that doesn't do anything for us, and it's going to actually make less money for the other schools, like Iowa State comes to mind. Um, Because you think, oh, geographically they fit, and they're a good football team this year. I don't think Iowa would want that, though, would they? No, but... Would Iowa want um, that? Kansas for basketball, but I mean, other than that, you're adding a Rutgers in football, even worse than Rutgers, to be honest. Um West Virginia would, you, would be let me throw four geographically, at you. but if you want to get to if you want to get to let's say you wanted to add four and, and have get to eighteen, if you added Kansas with the idea of blue blood basketball and that and that helps because that you know basketball is important. Yeah, Kansas, Baylor, TCU, Iowa State, Or West Virginia instead of Iowa State, and I don't know. All of those are AAU. I think three of them. Are. I don't know if Iowa State is or not, but the, I think Kansas is, and TCU and Baylor are. Does I mean, that help Nebraska? Does that give you a footprint in Texas? It ain't Texas. It ain't Oklahoma. Right, but that yeah, that's sailed. So I think it's the next best thing. Maybe you know, and it doesn't get me super juiced, but it could be worse. It's not the worst thing in the world. I'd yeah, prefer to go ACC, tricky. but if you had to, if you limited me to Big so Twelve I. teams, I would add four. Yeah, I would try to go um, Kansas, Iowa State. I would try to do. Look, I mean, here's the reality. At least if you had Iowa State, you have at least have a natural rival for Iowa State and Iowa. You know, like that's a natural yeah. rival built in. <clears throat> um, they've been trying to force Iowa, Nebraska for years. Iowa, or uh, Minnesota, Nebraska for years. I'm like none of those work. Sure. Um, I think TCU and Baylor would would be interesting. Basketball as well for Baylor. Um, TCU has been at least a legitimate football program. So I wouldn't hate I mean, it. Baylor's got Heisman Trophy winners. I mean, they, yes. RG3 won the Heisman at Baylor. They just built a new stadium. Like, yeah. They got a ton of money. Yeah. They're chipping Joanna Gaines. So, I mean, with the chances of the fixer-upper coming there up you go. Columbus would be huge. I mean, that's a win in of itself. Think about, by the way, and I know we're up against but think about Oklahoma State. Like, Oklahoma State's been a really good program for, right. you know, 20 years. They've been really yep. competitive, really good. They've had a lot of great players. Yep. And they're about ready to be on an island. Yep. On an island. All that Boone Pickens money. Remember T. Boone Pickens, all the money? He put oh, $700 yeah. million into that. He built that stadium. Yep. Not going to mean anything. They're yep. going to get left. Kansas State. I mean, they're going to be left. Gone. I'll say this, just to sum this up. None of this is good for college football. No. None of no. us. No. This is not good for college football. It's not. So, uh, all right. We continue with 20 big questions. Uh, we will we will hit on the crew. We'll talk a little Buckeye basketball as well with Adam Jardy uh, and crew with Adam Jardy. He's done both of those in his illustrious time at the Dispatch. We'll get into that Tuesdays with Barry at the bottom of the hour. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Open early for all your sports discussion needs. Now back to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Busy Tuesday in the sports world. Uh, right Simone Biles. Yeah, I. you know, I've had this. This has been going on for probably about the last month. Like, there is something in the air that causes, like, a frog in my throat that mm. I don't recall previously Yeah, having. 
So I don't know what the hell's going on. I know the weather's been very different this summer than it has been. Um, but it's been going on for about a month, and it's quite frustrating. Uh, so that's what that was, and I apologize for that. It's okay. Um, it's all right. I just want to make sure you're okay. I care yeah, about your no. health. You know? I know you do. Yeah. No. Healthy as a horse. Feel great. Good. Um, the uh, <laughs> in, in, the, in the sports world, two pretty big things have happened this morning. Number one, Simone Biles withdraws from the team portion of the Olympic gymnastics competition uh, from a with due to uh, some some mental health issues um, and not nothing physical and the United States wins silver the Russian team uh, wins gold in that case uh, we don't know what this means for her, her Olympics we do know and if you, if you follow her on social and you and you've haven't been living under a rock, that she has talked about the pressure and had an Instagram post yesterday about the pressure. Of the, I feel like the weight of the world is on me uh, sometimes, and 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 so th- you can see you can draw a pretty straight line about how you get to where you got to today. Uh, but certainly the story of the day in the world of sports is that one. In addition to that, in the NFL, and we'll get into this at greater length in the next hour. But just to give you an idea: Aaron Rodgers is reported to Green Bay. Oh yeah, I mean you don't see He's the there. flight tracker I sent last night. I, I mean did. the fact that I did. There's some fans out there that know the the what his flight code is. You know the fact he has his own private jet is pretty incredible um, and pricey. But they had it, you know, leaving from L.A. Registered for Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yep. And um, yeah, you know you had the at night. You know nothing screams local news. You know. Like uh, someone out there just waiting to to get, um, waiting to get Aaron Rodgers coming off the plane. There you go. Oh, that's exciting for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it, it's it's a wild thing, and it's there's a lot of details to this that you're going to have to unpack in terms of how this is getting done. I don't know if this precludes him being drafted or being traded, rather. No, I. I because I think this, from some of the reading I was doing, this actually makes it m- more, it's easier now for them to trade him than it was previously. Right. Because of some of the stuff with salary. So maybe that's being, who knows? You don't know what to expect. We just know he's in Green Bay right now. Mm. On the um, on the Biles front, um, she's the face, I think you hit it right, her and Ledecky. I mean, that's yeah. the face of the Olympics. Yeah. Um, Without question. And so now that is uncertainty. You mentioned local news when I was turning on this morning to today because I saw this stuff from push notifications. Oh, my gosh. So I flipped on uh, NBC, and they stuck with the Today Show. And I get it because they are protecting their primetime brand. That's right. So they only had, like, still images. They pay a lot for that primetime bump. And so if you're a television producer for NBC, you're saying to yourself, all right, what do we need to do? How can we make this – so? How can we make this interesting now that everybody knows what's happened? And I would I would say that the the best the only way to do that is to get an interview with Simone Biles. Right, that's the way you do it. And and that's my guess is they'll get that done between now and the time that the primetime coverage uh, airs tonight. But you were talking about local news. It was so amazing. I haven't seen the Today Show in years, and and I I confess I don't watch local national uh, you know morning shows. Right, it's the most amazing thing. I haven't seen one in years. So they're talking about this Biles thing, and then uh, one of the anchors says, and let's go to Al for the weather. And I looked over to Amy, my wife, and I said, yeah, let's go to Al, who has the weather for the world. 
That's right. He's got the weather forecast for the world That's in his right. hands. Like every single one of us yep. can look at a phone That's and, right. and tell you what the weather's going to be in five minutes where you live. But yep. I want, I'm going to go to Al Roker for the weather for the world. That's right. Isn't that yeah, amazing? Yeah. And it's that the same, like, who's it's the same going, line. You know, oh, here's wow. the weather you know, nationally. Now, let's take a moment like in your neighborhood. Oh, and then you right. know, the local person comes on. Yeah. Yeah. Good to amazing? see they're doing well over in Thailand and that heat streak. But right. here in Columbus, here's a week. Here's what, like, what? Here's what you have in my backyard. Yeah. Wait, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, guess what? I'll, I'll, the I'll, weather for the world. And by the way, I don't know about you, but I've kind of merged off of Dark Sky back to Weather Channel. Well, I'm going to talk about Dark Sky. It's interesting you bring that up. It's not as reliable as it used to be. I don't know it's what's not. happened. I don't know what happened. It used to be dialed yeah. in, and it's not like it used to be. I'm very no. disappointed in it. I'm very disappointed. No, I would agree. There was a time it was elite, uh, and I think you actually put me onto it, and it was a game changer. Uh, but I've noticed in the last couple of weeks with rain, it'll say no precipitation in the forecast for the foreseeable future, and then within 30 minutes it's raining, and I'm going, well, how do we miss that? Yeah. Yeah. Feel like we used to nail those, and we're not nailing yeah. those anymore. Yeah, I feel like we're not um, in New Orleans, you know, where it just has rain eighty percent chance every day. You know, it just pops out of nowhere. Usually yeah. in our great state, we have a little bit of a heads up, you know, with fronts coming through. Yeah, but you know, who knows? The most secure I would agree job with you in America, meteorologist, just secure, <laughs> pretty secure. You know what's yeah. funny too is that I swear. <laughs> How can they even track this? When I was in St. Louis, the guy's name was Steve Templeton. All right, the dude was okay. dude was elite. All right, he really was. Like his description of tornado warnings and the preparation and all, like what to look for on the radar, was educational. Yeah, it was awesome. You could tell like that was his Super Bowl. You know, like he took a pre-workout. Oh, tornado warning! We're breaking in. Boom! Let's go. Pre-workout. I'm juiced. He was ready. So. But the thing is, is that like their their news station. I'm sure we have some here that's like most accurate in St. Louis, like within one digit of the temperature for three years straight predictions. I'm like, okay. And I always thought like one of these days I'm going to record <laughs> a full day and see if these guys change what they say the high is going to be based on the morning, afternoon, or evening news, and just claim that they have it within a degree. Because there's not a chance, and you know what, that that is accurate. No. There's no way. No. No way. Can't do it. No. Anyway, that's no. all. No, I, I would agree with that. Um, did you watch any of Carmen's crew over the weekend? I caught, It was I nice. Did. Four o'clock I on did. Sunday kind of had it on. Deebs. Uh, which was Threebler. Just still got goodness. it. goodness. He still got it. Yep. Still got it. Nothing to see yep. here. Still got it. They played tonight against uh, against the money team uh, yeah. for a chance to get into the quarterfinals. So Costa Kufis is married to... The sister of my okay. neighbor behind me. So Costa's been uh, in the backyard. We've just been wow. chatting it up the last week. Yeah, pretty cool. To so see London him back. loves it. Like, hey, you know the tall guy in a long time. You know the tall yeah. guy right there. That's that's him playing basketball. And she's like, "What? I didn't know he played yeah. football." But no, I just told you it's basketball. That's all right. Come yeah, on. it brought back all the feelers to see them play Purdue. On, oh on yeah, weekend. that was fun to see the oh, yeah. CMB Purdue. That was cool. Good to see Shannon Scott back as well, um, and and they'll get a chance to continue on. Uh, big day yesterday for Ohio State and recruiting. Felix Okpara joins the group. Uh, they now have the number one coach. Holman now is the number one recruiting class in the country. Is that good uh, at Ohio State coming in for 2022? So that's very very good. Yeah, uh, Bruce Thornton, a big part of that. The point guard out of Georgia, uh, Roddy Gale. 
the swing guard out of New York, and then Okpara, who we mentioned, uh, the guy who committed yesterday, 6'11", 210, um, and then Bowen Hardman out of Cincinnati, a three-star. So this is the number one recruiting class in the country. It's early, obviously, but this is a, a really nice class. It's starting to come together for Coach Holtman on that front, and that's good to see. We currently have the number one recruiting classes in both football and basketball for 2022. Uh, but as we learned last year with football, give Bama time. And I would say probably with basketball, give Kentucky time, give uh, some other schools time because those things can change. But nevertheless, yeah. it does not take away from how great uh, the uh, the Buckeye teams are recruiting at this moment. This has been a big summer, and this gets to question number 12, and we'll ask Adam Jardy about all of this in a second. Um, we were wondering if this would be the summer of the crew and that there was an opportunity here. And I think what we've talked about in the last week or so with the sell-off of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Is there an opportunity over the course of the next couple of years for the Columbus crew to be the professional team of record in this town in terms of that stadium is amazing? It could become the thing to do in the summer in town. Uh, Let's remember the Clippers were very much once that, and, and still are. It's a great state. It's awesome. Um, and they still have have have, a, have great attendance, and there's still all those things. But is there an opportunity here for the Columbus Crew to grab this city by the throat? Now they don't compete head to head with the Blue Jackets, and that their seasons are opposite. And there's obviously both, and they get along great. And the, the stuff they did uh, with Cliff Lincoln's uh, the Cliff Lincoln's tragedy was awesome from the Crew standpoint. Yeah, and and they obviously can walk hand in hand on all of this and be partners. But when it comes to the entertainment dollar, both corporate and to the individual, can the crew make inroads that previously were not possible? That, that, that is the, that's what they're trying to do. Because this, is, this was a forgotten franchise. Let's remember, a forgotten franchise, corporate, but from the corporate community for sure. In oh, yeah. Um, I told I you, mean, they I, were I never went to a game at Crew Stadium or Mafre or whatever it was, the historic Crew Stadium. Let's call it that, right? Yeah. Um, Location. I didn't even know the crew when I was in school here. Even Bo, I didn't know what the crew was. You know, like no interest from anybody. Now, soccer in America has come a long way since then, right? As far as interest and the FIFA video game, I think has carried it. Um, I've told this story plenty of times about how the the Nashville squad that was becoming a team when I, when we lived there. Basically, yep. their coaches were saying to us, like, oh, that team's gone. Like, they just don't have any corporate money in, in Columbus to support them. And I'm like, well, they have money. It just doesn't support them. You know, like, there's corporate money in Columbus. Just chooses to spend it elsewhere. Um, and moving back right during the whole Save the Crew movement and the Haslam stepping up in Dr. Edwards big time, just the whole thing is just incredible and it's gonna be 30 for 30 we've talked about it the new stadium so i guess the way you judge it is is this is when you say the new attention in town is this just will they have a better footprint in columbus going forward than they've had in the past or is it yeah are they going to be the hottest thing in town not named ohio state those are two different i think things i think that they're is a unique opportunity with the shiny new object in the stadium to have new partnerships formed. Um, it's a definitely a better go-to site. Uh, the other night when the Clippers and the crew were playing, I thought it was awesome to see how much Columbus supported yeah. both. Um, 
But, I mean, this is, I, I have some doubts. I don't have a ton of doubts, but I have some doubts, right? Because I, it's just, this is something that needs to be, I guess it's, we're in wait and see mode. We really are. Yeah. Like, they have a chance with the jackets struggling, right? Or not struggling, rebuilding, right? Reloading. Um, kind of a whole new shift there. But at the end of the day, if the jackets are still firing away and the crew are firing away, now they can both exist. Um, yeah, the stadium definitely helps. So you got to tip yeah. the cap to the to the the Haslam's for that shiny, beautiful thing that we have here. But um, yeah, I think that it's it's still to be seen. I mean. How do you think they go about keeping attention on this and not just having it be a, hey, celebration for one year? Like, How do you maintain it? Because the thing's going to be the sexy it's, new thing for people in Columbus, but they haven't been to the new cruise stadium yet. i got to go see a game. Yeah. you got to make sure that when they go, they want to keep coming back. It's and really, winning. it's not even the fans. It's the money. It's the it's the corporate dollars too, right? Correct. Like, it's got to be yeah. winning. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, it is. Adam Jardy has uh, covered the crew in the in the previous generation and still does some moonlighting on the beat and knows the the topic quite well. Uh, we will we'll get his expertise on this coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. Proud to be your flagship home for Ohio State athletics. The Jackets, Crew Soccer, and Bobby Carpenter's uncomfortably vascular arms. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Meet or on the rocks. Just act accordingly. Starts with a glass of bourbon, then goes to, oh, first blood's on. I think I'll watch this again. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, time to head out of the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline for perspective on our question. Can the crew win the fight for attention in this town? The new stadium helps. Adam Dark Jardy joins us, covers uh, the Buckeye basketball team for the dispatch, but also moonlights on the crew beat and was on that beat for a long time. So, Adam, thank you so much for, for taking the time. Uh, when, when I pose that question to you, uh, you know, I, and I think it's a, and I think anybody around the crew knows the way that that franchise was treated by the corporate community in this town for a very, very long time as second-class yep. citizens. I don't think I'm overstating that. I think that that's very fair. Uh, I saw it firsthand. I'm sure you did as well. Uh, this is different. New ownership, obviously. Sparkly new stadium, obviously. Win another championship last year. Um, so then the question will be, I guess from that, what can the ceiling be, and how realistic is it for this to be a crew town and not just a crew community, if that makes sense? Yeah, I, I think it's a fascinating question, um, and and I I'm I keep thinking about what it was like in Cleveland in the mid '90s, and when the Browns left and the Indians had the brand new stadium and they had uh, an exciting team, they were able to capitalize on there being a downtime in professional sports in the city to become that city's team for you know five five ten years or so, and then obviously the Browns came back, and even though they were terrible, they're still going to be that city's team. I think there's a similar opportunity right now for the crew that they really need to take advantage of because you said they've got that beautiful stadium. They have an incredible passionate fan base. They have one of the best stories in the history of professional sports as far as saving that team. And you you pair that with a Blue Jackets team that is in a, a very significant rebuild. I think there's a great opportunity right now. They can seize on that. They can win. They can build something. And I think that there is a real path for them to be that team for Columbus. Adam, is it as simple as winning? Um, I mean, you have the reigning champs. Is it as simple as just continuing to have a team that is playing for a championship to keep that attendance up, to keep really the corporate money interested in this organization? Because what you don't want is one of the things I kept hearing from people um, that 
that uh, you know used to live in Nashville that would give me a hard time about the crew when they were staying, right? Just because they're mm-hmm. they want to poke at me that we were going to lose our team, and I got to kind of poke it right back at them when they stayed. But yeah. they'd say, you know, oh, you guys, your team got saved, but you still don't sell out. You know, great support. That'd be the. I'd be, well, wait, we're getting a new stadium. That whole thing. How do you keep that interest up? Is it as simple as wins? Uh, do you think if the team keeps winning? that attendance will stay up no matter how long this shiny new stadium kind of gets in the rearview mirror. I mean, I think, I think winning certainly helps. Um, you know, I think about, again, like I think about the jackets and all the years of just kind of wandering through the wilderness. And then I was fortunate enough to get to cover when they swept the lightning and, you know, had that incredible playoff run and the atmosphere inside nationwide for when that was happening was up there with just about anything in, in Columbus ever. I mean, it was, it was electric. And so winning, but it certainly helps with the crew. I think it's un- it's obviously unfortunate. You know, last year they win it, but you can't have fans in stands, and it was still you know in the old stadium. So you know you don't quite get that bump. Winning helps a lot. I think you also need to continue to build those relationships and and, and get yourself out there in the community as much as you can. Whether it's investing or you know getting that corporate corporate sponsorship and building those relationships that are so important but also just like winning the hearts of the fans. And sometimes that's as simple as just like making sure your players are accessible to the fans and, and continuing to put that face out there and, and build those, those relationships so that, you know, that, that kid who's seven years old now wants to go buy a Lucas Delarayan jersey and wear that for the next 15 years because that was his player when he was growing up. Like you need to have those kinds of, I think, back and forth relationships so you got guys feeling the same way that I still feel about Bernie Kozar however many years later. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, that's it. Adam, do you think, uh, I, Dr. Pete certainly knew all about the franchise, but the Haslam family, do you think that that, that they knew the challenges uh, that exist with the relationship between the franchise and, and old Columbus in terms of, you know, the Columbus corporate community? I, I think they had to. I, I don't think you take that kind of a, a commitment and make that kind of a pledge to a city and to a franchise if you're not aware of, of all the challenges you're getting into. So I, I certainly think they are aware of it, but I also think that, you know, we have shown in Columbus that, I mean, we love our sports and we love our teams and we will back you if we think that you're part of us. And for the crew to languish for as long as it did without any sort of real stakes in town, I mean, to have ownership that would visit once or twice a year or then have ownership that uh, was actively trying to move the team, like, I think there are, there are so many relationships here that just by being around, I think those, those challenges for Dr. Pete and for the Haslam's, I think those challenges are a lot less formidable um, because they will be here. And I think that's gonna, that just will open more and more doors as they go forward. Adam, can you foresee a future, and it might be 10 years, might be 20 years, to where the crew maybe jumps ahead of the jackets or I'm trying to think of the, the overall nationwide movement. And, and we've talked to plenty of people about, right about the youth sports movement away from football. Oh, yeah. there, there's a real issue with football and Buckeyes. Yeah. It almost feels blasphemous in this town to say, Oh, Ohio state won't. But I think more and more parents are way more comfortable putting their children in soccer. And with the popularity of FIFA, and there's a whole bunch of guys that I know that have said to me <laughs> that I play football, like, if I could do it over again, I tried to go play soccer. Um, some of that's the contracts these guys make. But you get the point. Do you ever <laughs> see a point where the Columbus crew are, I'm not even going to say Ohio State yet, but to the point where they surpass the Jackets because of the popularity of soccer in our country? Or do you think it's always kind of just going to be um, you know, the third thing in town? I, I certainly think that's a realistic possibility. I think some of that will come with 
what, where does MLS go? I mean, it's a league that continues to try to assert itself, and they want to be a top whatever league by whatever year, and they, they set these big lofty goals. And I think, you know, you, you talk about trying to capture the attention of, of everybody in this town. I think if you have a global soccer stars in the league, you know, that continues to draw things, draw more interest and, and build those, you know, those, those relationships with the fans. Um, I do think that, yeah, if, if you continue to, to invest yourself here and you continue to get people out to that stadium and experience that, um, I, I don't see any reason why that's not a realistic uh, future for them. I think, you know, it's interesting you look at, like, I mean, a sport, their season goes from basically March until, you know, December sometimes. Um, you know, it's a really great way to go spend a summer. You know, you go out and, you know, once a week and it's out, you're outdoors. And, I mean, it's, it, there's something really special about outdoor soccer in Columbus in all kinds of weather. Um, I, I do think there are a lot of unique opportunities there uh, where you're not necessarily just, like, fighting through the cold and the bitter winter to, you know, go – get inside nationwide and go watch, you know, a, a team that is, you know, well below the playoff line. Like I do think there are, there are realistic possibilities there um, for the crew to take advantage of the situation they're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. Great stuff as always, Adam. Appreciate your time on the subject, bud. Yeah. I've been thinking about this uh, for a couple of days now. This is a great topic. Thanks so much for, uh, for wanting to hear from me. Yeah, absolutely. The great Adam Jardy, great friend of the program from the Dispatch, uh, joining us on the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We hit a little Tuesdays with Uncle Dom coming up next. Bishman Laurinaitis, right here on the fan. Never short on opinions, always short on class. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Their favorite sport is berating their producer. You just sat there for 10 minutes. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, it's Tuesdays. It's time to visit with Tiberi on the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Uh, buddy, uh, let's start with this. I'm going to make you the commissioner of the Big Ten. You have watched as Oklahoma and Texas have made their move to the SEC, which could be official by the end of the week. What's your response? Well, first of all, they should have been courting them. I mean, they got Nebraska. It would have been natural to go after Texas and Oklahoma. But from what I'm hearing, they didn't have much interest in Oklahoma, which I don't understand. And so, you know, obviously uh, the SEC is going to expand. They're going to be a more powerful conference. I think the Big Ten needs to react. And, you know, I know this isn't going to be a popular thing. Now, I've heard about them maybe going out west and maybe going after an Oregon or a USC or whatever. I mean, that's a possibility. But I think right at home, natural rivalries, why wouldn't you want to add West Virginia? Why wouldn't you want to add Pittsburgh? Mm. Yeah, I just – I. I... The hard thing for us, right, is as we we've sat here and tried to digest this. Which what a what a gift, by the way. Thank you, Texas and Oklahoma, for content <laughs> um, and usually a very hard moment. But Dom, the hard thing for us is right when you hear Texas and you hear Oklahoma, you think brands, and so your natural reaction to that is, what brands can you get to match that makes sense, you know, money wise for for pure power? And the hard thing is, I'm not sure there are any. Because I don't think Notre Dame is a realistic option. I think they're doing just fine being independent. Um, well, you know what, though? You say that, James, and, and I believe eventually Notre Dame's going to be forced to, to do one or the other. I mean, I think I think we are heading to a super conference format for 
for for uh, you know, and there, there's probably going to be what four or five of these major super conferences, and they're going to have to join one. I really do believe that's that's where we're heading, and it makes sense that they would come to the and 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 then you know what? Let's look at the uh, ACC. Why not go after Clemson? Why not go after Florida State? Well, why agree. not go yes. after? Why not go after a Miami? Um, you know, I understand when they did what they did to get Rutgers and to get Maryland. Not like Maryland a little bit for the basketball, but neither one are football schools. Uh, and, you know, they, they went for that big market. And, you know, we all know. I think I'm the only guy in America left that still has a cable box. I mean, every, my kids think I'm an my kids think I'm an idiot because I haven't gone stream, streaming yet. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, but you know, I and boy, cable bills are expensive these days, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, Dom, to your point, you don't want to be, and I've used the analogy of blockbuster video. You don't want to be the last guy slinging videos and DVDs when everybody else is streaming. And that's my fear for the Big Ten. And I don't really care about the Big Ten, to be quite honest with you, buddy. I care about Ohio State. I don't care. Right. Ohio State has been incredibly unselfish and has put their own interests second to the league for a long time. We used to, we used to talk about this all the time. Is it time for Ohio State to be selfish in this matter? Well, and and here's the thing. You're absolutely correct. Ohio State has been a great partner. Ohio State has gone along with a, a lot of this stuff. And I think it's funny that some of these programs, and, and, and there's a lot of, I mean, all you have to do is look and see when the last time Ohio State had the uh, coach of the year. And, uh, you know, how many times, you know, the, that Jim Tressel or, Urban Meyer didn't get it, but they gave it to Kirk Ferentz or whatever. I mean, it's uh, it's there's there is a dislike amongst this conference, I think, and and a, a jealousy for the football program. That's fine, that's dandy, but you're absolutely right. Ohio State has always been a good partner in this thing, and you know, I think it was interesting when I talked to Gene Smith. They talked last year. He, they were not happy with what the Big Ten Conference was doing, and they talked about going, you know, independent last year. And if they're having those talks, then, you know, but but the the, the, the day's coming. I I hope Ohio State never leaves the Big Ten. I mean, I'm I'm still somewhat of a traditionalist, but um, you know, the landscape's changing. I don't think we know what any of it's going to be, but. But you, uh, you know, the, the, clearly the SEC is, is is being pretty aggressive, and they're they're getting themselves in line. And you know, Texas has not been much on the football field of late, but they do bring, um, like in Ohio State, like a Michigan, they have a big name, they have a big brand. Dom, do you have any faith in Kevin Warren to figure this out and to steer the ship on all this? Because what I gather over the last year or so. Um, and and his comments backing up that he wouldn't make any different choices from last year. I'm just not sure he's fit to steer the conference in the right direction and to make a move as big as this. Um, you don't have to agree with Jim Delaney, but at least Jim Delaney was forward thinking when it came to operating their own network, the money that's brought in, um, trying to add Nebraska, Rutgers, Maryland. Like at least he had the courage to go out there and be proactive 
and to try something new and to push the envelope. I just don't get the sense that the guy in charge right now has that same vision. You know, and I thought that, you know, when and I, and I don't know Kevin Warren. Um, I think the jury's out. I think if you look at the way things went last year, it was kind of a, uh, it was a little bit of a debacklement, the way the whole thing was handled. Um, but, you know, I will say this, you know, I thought the move to bring Penn State and to bring uh, Nebraska into the Big Ten, that was great. Uh, I, I wasn't so sure about the uh, the Rutgers and the Maryland move at the time. I kind of understood it, but you know the technology with how it's changing. I got to be honest with you. When they did it, I didn't think beyond. And you know, Bo, I know I've heard you talking. I didn't think beyond cable TV. But you know that that was I think the main reason why they added those programs. But now with a la carte and streaming and all that and. You know, I'm just too lazy to to make the move. You know, I, I've got cable everywhere in my daggum house. You know. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And it, you know, this is, and again, this isn't really about 2025, Dom. It's about 2035. That, right. That's really what it's about. And it's and it's and about who, making... who knows who knows what the landscape's going to be in ten to ten years too. I mean, now by then right. they may be paying these kids to play. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Here's what we do know, and I think you, we, you and I talked about it, James and I talk about it all the time. What drives the bus in college sports is football, and what drives football, what drives college football is brands, and our brands are diminishing. That's the reality of the Big Ten. The Ohio State brand is not diminishing, but the rest of this league, Dom, is becoming a museum. We can be a traditionalist well, all we want, but Michigan hasn't been good in 15 well, years. And this is not going to be a popular view. And I, I get yelled at all the time on Twitter by, you know, what makes Ohio State so great are the passionate fans and their dislike for that team up north. But that rivalry is not going to be relevant until Michigan is good again. And it's embarrassing. I mean, you know, James, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you guys, you guys want to beat them every year, but when you want to, when you beat them, you want to beat them at their best. You want to beat, uh, Oh, uh, yeah. Michigan, the team that's uh, like like Northwestern was of the old days. I mean, this is a this is terrible. What's going on up there? And, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I root for Michigan to win every game except one. I want them to be, you know, I, to me the, the the greatest game we ever got to witness. Bo was one against two when they played, yeah. and you know. I, I, I know I'm going to get emails. I know I'm going to get text messages. I hate Michigan. I want them to be, uh, uh, lose every game they play. Well, what does that do for the rivalry? What does that do for this conference? Yeah. Donnie, can I tell you what, what my son said? Can I tell you what my son said? This is my nine-year-old, who you remember his birth well. I was, at the, I was with you at 10 at the time. So he yeah. said, this is true. We're watching the, the replay on BTN on Sunday night. And it's number one against number two. And I watch his eyes fixate on number one versus number two. And he said in the most earnest way, he wasn't being sarcastic. He said, this is an exact quote. Dad, Michigan used to be good. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Think about what you've witnessed in your life, the games James played in, a nine-year-old. Dad, Michigan used to be good. I mean. That's, that's, that's dangerous. I, I mean, and, and, and there doesn't look to be any way out. I mean, up there, I'm not sure what is going on, no. but they they need to be relevant. And you know, yeah. I mean, I look I look at the conference this year. 
it's Ohio State and and who else? Maybe Penn State's going to be better. Uh, I'm hearing decent things out of Wisconsin. I know some people are worried about this first game they're going to play with Minnesota, but I will be shocked if Ohio State doesn't go in there and roll over them. Um, mm. I mean, it's 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 you know it used to be the big two and the little eight. It's now just the big one and the rest of the them. Little thirteen. Good stuff yeah. as always, buddy. Appreciate your talk and your expertise on the topic, my friend. All right, brothers. See ya. All right, that is the great Dom Tiberi with a little Tuesdays with Tiberi. We hit Thing or Not a Thing up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Season ticket holder from day one? Us two. Now and forever, your flagship home of the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. First Fridays are a thing. Drinking bad bourbon is not a thing. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. And time for a little thing or not a thing. Chops is here. Go, Chopper. Bishop and Laurinaitis. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Geico Insurance. Let's do it on a Tuesday from Pete Thamel. Another bull nugget. The NCAA still maintains a small hand in the bulls. For example, they have a say in sponsorship categories, i.e. no gambling slash alcohol. With less NCAA bull oversight, we'd see a bet MGM bull or a white claw bull pretty quick. Thing or not a thing? Well, um, I, I, I don't think this is a thing. What, what I think will be a thing is what... What bowls get included in an expanded playoff? That's really what matters. Because the, the bowls that, that we're discussing here where the NCAA has, you know, say in sponsorship, these smaller bowls, mm-hmm. those are going to die out, man. They are. They're already dying out. Look at the attendance. Look at the struggles of sponsorships. There will be a quick little bump from from the fact if all of a sudden you can use you know a casino or liquor or whatever. There will be a little bump from that, but I don't think it will be sustainable. Mm. I think that um, it is a it's one of the most frustrating things when I hear like analysts talk about how important these smaller like no one's watching the pinstripe bowl in New York City right dude if you're a kid do you want to go play in the pinstripe bowl in New York City honestly I want I want an honest poll of those teams saying do you want to go to New York and play in cold weather in January or December, more than likely, right? No, no, you yep. don't. Um, the more I think about it, man, I still want an eight-team playoff first round at the at the home site, and then let the second round be at those bowl sites in the Natty. Let those rotate among yep. the same bowls that have been rotating. Right? We don't need to change it. Um, that way, you have the same bowls that are involved now <coughs> in the Final Four will be the same in that one too, because the first round of all eight will just be at the home the home site top wide receivers in Madden 22 number one is Devontae Adams the only 99 to DeAndre Hopkins followed by Tyreek Hill Stephon Diggs Julio Jones Michael Thomas is six Keenan Allen Amari Cooper Mike Evans and Allen Robinson rounds out the top 10 thing or not a thing I'm surprised Tyreek wasn't I mean it's one point off but I would think he would be uh, a 99 as well you know, I think um, what a bum. Um, I think Julio Jones is too high <laughs> at ninety-five. A um, little bit of reputation there. I saw they had JJ Watt really high as well. They had because you Miles can't be a ninety-five a or ninety-eight. Look, Miles was a when you create a, a create a player right, and you do injury and usually slide them all the way over to ninety-nine. Um, 
means he doesn't get hurt ever. Julio Jones' injury thing cannot be above 60. Right? So naturally, just by that, yeah, he can't so be how 95. could he be? Good point. So someone's not paying attention. But anyway. Um, it, does it bug you if you're like Michael Thomas and you got to like a 99 and now you're down to a 94? It wouldn't bug me. It definitely bugs him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I would think yeah, so. There's a difference there. No, it doesn't. I didn't care what my Madden rating was. Didn't matter. It didn't right. matter to me what some guys that are football fans that also know how to make little digital images come on a computer game. Doesn't really. Right. Their opinion of me. Uh, okay. No. Well, the only opinion of me that really mattered, what I cared about, was my head coach, D coordinator, and ultimately GM president because they were determining whether I was going to get a check or not and have a job. Right. That's <laughs> right. about it. What about how they change the uh, ratings throughout the season nowadays? What if you have a bad game and they they drop your speed or something like that? Would that bother you? No, no, not at all. Last I one. Be attention. I'm not playing Madden in the league. Last one for you guys. The Arena District will be home to Columbus's first designated outdoor refreshment area, DORA, after the City Council on Monday unanimously approved legislation setting boundaries and times for open consumption of adult beverages there. The DORA largely runs along West Nationwide Boulevard from North Front Street, West past Nationwide Arena and Huntington Park to Lower Dot Com Field, the new home of the Columbus crew. Thing or not a thing? Uh, sure, it's a thing. I mean, I think we're relying on society to be, you know, somewhat responsible. I will say, though, you know, like growing up in Montana, this was, like, people would walk, this was fine. You would walk around with, you'd, this was a regular thing, especially in the summer in the rodeo season. Like, people yeah. would walk around with a can of beer all the time. In fact, in Montana, you could have an open, used to be this way, I don't know if it still is, but you could have an open, open can of beer while driving as long as, quote, you weren't drinking it. They had an open container law in the car. So, yeah. like, if the guy next to you is drinking the beer, he can, but you can't. And there was no way they would never come at you if you did. So, it was when I would, when I moved here and it was like, oh, yeah, you can't walk around with beer. I thought that was, I never, I never knew that was a thing. Mm. Yeah. That, um, well, I lived in New Orleans for a year. So, you know how that there you go. down there. Yeah. Um, Dublin's had this for a while, although one of the frustrating things about, uh, and for by a while, I mean a couple months, but the, one of the most frustrating things is that when you're on one side of Bridge Park and you're like, hey, let's get a glass of wine, you know, or, or get a, a beverage and let's walk across the bridge. No, you can't. That Dora stops on walking across the bridge. Oh, so, the, is there somebody there saying, is there a sign? Oh, there's officers that are walking around now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know how much, I mean, it's not like a guard watching you, so I don't know if you could, what do you mean, you, you trying to convince me to be a rebel, Bo? Right. I mean, you want me just to sneak <laughs> just across there? Who are you, like Bo? Any, are you I the anti-masker on the plane? Is that you, Bo? Sadly, no. I, 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 would, I was very interested to know, like, if, <laughs> if somebody would say, Mr. Laurinaitis, excuse me, uh, you're, you're going to have to pour that out. Uh, that that's that's where excuse my curiosity me? was. If yeah, you can catch me, me and then I take yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's always my rule with bears. As long as I wasn't the slowest in the party. Um, all right, final hour up next. Enormous sports news. The Simone Biles situation. She has commented. Uh, we'll share uh, some of that with you in terms of uh, America's brightest star, certainly in the Olympics, um, and not competing. And will she compete going forward? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay. He has reported he's wearing an homage shirt, which is a remarkable is. thing. So we we will get. To to that uh plus greg sankey with an all-time statement on the sec expansion so we'll get to all of that talk with ben baby on the Bengals as well bishop and laurinaitis right here on the fan 
Can't get enough Buckeyes? We've got you covered. The Buckeye Show. The Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. The Fan Ohio Sports Destination. If you say something with confidence, then you can't be wrong. I don't don't, don't even know. This is Bishop and Morinitis. All right, I'm going to read to you. This is the uh, statement from Southeastern Conference Commissioner Greg Sankey, who's (laughs) the smartest guy in the room. He's the (laughs) smartest guy in the room. The University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas, two esteemed academic institutions with storied athletic programs, today submitted formal requests for invitation to become members of the Southeastern Conference of 2025. While the SEC has not proactively sought new members, we will pursue significant change when there is a clear consensus among our members that such actions will further enrich the experience of our student-athletes and lead to greater academic and athletic achievement across our campuses. The president and chancellors of the SEC and their as the conference's chief executive officers will consider these requests in the near future. Per the bylaws of the SEC, a vote of at least three-fourths of the SEC's 14 members is required to extend an invitation for membership. (laughs) The one thing I will say probably is true on this is the SEC has not proactively sought new members because every single bit of reporting on this has been that Texas and Oklahoma sought out the SEC. And there is some reporting that suggests that maybe those two schools sought out the Big Ten first. Um, So I think that part is probably true. That's fireable if that was true. I, I hope I hope that we get more on be, that. that comes the truth out, either way. That's fireable if true, is it not? Like if you find out you that those two brands, if you blew it on gosh. that, and you were worried about Oklahoma's AAU. By the way, Nebraska's not an AAU school now. They were when they were brought in. They're not now. Um, mm. If you're worried about Oklahoma's AAU standing academically, then uh, you've blown it, boy. That's the way. My that favorite goes. is um, the uh, is that you know they look at this is all out of the blue, guys. We had no idea. About Texas and yeah. Oklahoma, we had no idea, <laughs> but we're meeting Thursday. Everyone, everyone got yeah. that on the calendar. You got it. We're right. Good. We're discussing it Thursday. Gosh, <laughs> you got right. you got all these member institutions, presidents and chancellors, on board really fast for something that just came out of the blue yesterday. Unreal. Yeah. Don't you think this fits very clearly? Uh, please don't sue us. Oh yeah, they're just going through the right. formal. Yeah. Please don't sue us. Yeah, don't sue us. We're look. We didn't know. Right. Look, we're very happy with how we are, but now that it's been brought to our attention, that, I mean, the whole process is don't sue us. I mean, the 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 headline is laughable. OU Texas formally asked the SEC for member invite. What? Beginning July 1, 2025. You know what that is? It's a paper trail for their attorneys. The SEC says, no, 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 no. We can't, we can't have any paper that says we, we sought you out. And I don't think they did. But either way, we, we never talked before this. And you make sure you put the date July 1, 25. Well, we want to join sooner. It doesn't matter. For legal pur- we'll worry about that later. But for legal purposes, put July 1, 25. Okay. Okay. Got it. Good. Great. Do you think that there is any, <laughs> do you think there's any scenario where Texas and Oklahoma compete in the Big 12 in 2023? Don't you just you have to write checks here? <sighs> you brought up something really smart in the first hour about the television partner in Fox because Fox is the number one thing Fox wants is Ohio State, Michigan. The number two thing they want is Red River. Yep, those are the two yep. first draft picks. Yep. Um, and and I you know there's a possibility looking into the future that our game will be continue to be diminished while that game could get better. I mean, I my guess is Sark will be better than Herman. Yeah. So that game could get better. Texas Oklahoma could get better. That one is far. It's not near the national push. You know what? Blame Sark. State Michigan. Blame Sarkeesian. He was just in the SEC. Blame him. He actually. Do you think it up. if if you're him, 
He brought it up. He went, I just up to, of this. he went up to the president and said, hey, good Lord. Y'all, y'all I, just I can't recruit anymore. Let's go over to the SEC. Can you, if you're him, don't you say, maybe we ought to take a look and add a couple of years on my contract here. I was just oh, trying gosh, to be the yeah. best in the Big 12, and now I'm going to have to compete with, with these monsters? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's add a couple of years on old Sark's contract I have run, here. I have one request. Take a Make sure you, time. <laughs> you boot Bama to the east. All right? Appreciate Jeez. y'all. The talk that they're going to do on this is these pods, um, and they'll go four four-team pods um, is, is, the, is the talk of it. So we'll see. Um, the, fun, the other thing that's amazing about this is there was all this talk. Well, you know, Texas A&M and Missouri will say no. The hell they will. <laughs> do you think, you, think, you think the SEC and Bama and Georgia and Florida and LSU were going to let Missouri – and Texas A&M not allow them to get Oklahoma and Texas? Well, shit, just do These a trade. The, this is the, it's you know the what, final. Why don't, you, why don't you go back to the Big 12? We'll just trade. Jacob. You guys happy now? Here you go. Missouri, go the back. The conversation with A&M. Texas A&M was along the lines of, listen, this has been a nice relationship. If you want to stay in this relationship, we're going to date other people. Now, you can stay in the relationship. That's fine. But we're going to see other people. And if you don't like it, then we'll stop seeing you. And Texas A&M said, no, 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 we're good. We'll stay in. You can, you can date other people, too. It's fine. We'll stay here. Mm. We'll stay. Not only are we dating other people, we're going to date your sister. Mm. That's what's happened here. I mean, this is mm. it's crazy. Um, and the, the, where this goes from here will be, will be quite fascinating, certainly. Uh, but that's where you stand on expansion at this point. Uh, a couple other big sports news uh, happening today, and you heard Maddie in the update. Simone Biles has commented and said that it, it, this, is a, this is a mental health issue for her. Mentally, she's not healthy. And that's why she withdrew from the team competition. Um, and she talked about feeling like the weight of the world is on her. Um, we do not know. if, And she would not commit to even continuing in competition. Yeah, individually in these yeah. Olympics. So um, she is, I think, uh, as you pointed out, her and Ledecky, they're the faces of the United States. They're the face of the Olympics. Forget United States. You don't have to add a qualifier to it. Those are the faces. And Biles is probably the number one face in the Olympics. Um, yep. She's regarded as the greatest of all time. I think Ledecky is probably too. Um, but, but the greatest of all time and kind of the face of the Olympics. And gymnastics is certainly the darling of the Summer Olympics. It's the one that that gets a ton of attention and gets a ton of eyeballs. And now, uh, you know, she won't be here in, in the team. The United States wins silver. Russia wins the gold. Um, and so who knows where this goes going forward. I can't help but think of I, – I, hypothesizing, don't hold me to it, but I, I, I can't help but think – I do have to say this because this is what comes to mind when I hear stories like this. And you hear about uh, Naomi Osaka with the tennis and you hear about this stuff. I can't imagine that social media is playing a positive role in these athletes' mental health. I would think that it would compound pressure. It would compound uh, mental ill will. I I just don't think that it's a positive influence. And the more that it has become a part of athletes' lives and they grow up with it, I worry about it with the boys. You mentioned earlier you worry about it with the girls. It's a constant sense of concern for me. Um, I have to imagine that there's a pretty big role that's played by social media here. Yeah, and I think uh, I think that the main thing too is you can I, obviously we haven't watched it, but when you see the photos of her cheering on the other girls after she decided not to continue, you know, due to her her mental health, 
and again, I don't want to play doctor, but it almost seems like it's a, it had to be like, if you felt just put yourself in her shoes, you feel like the world is on your shoulders. The stress level, I can't imagine the, the pressure to be perfect. And you decide I can't, I can't do this. I'm not there. Right. I'm not Mm -hmm. there to be able, like, you know, better than anybody, the mental state you have to be in to compete at that level. And once she makes that giant step on the, on the vault, you could just you get the feeling that maybe in her mind it's just like I'm not there. I'm not in a place to keep going for my team, you know? And making that decision which had to be an unbelievably hard decision to make, right? Cuz she's not yeah. dumb. She knows the responses to this won't all be positive because that's the social media network we live in, right? Um you can already tell by certain headlines from certain publications how they're using the air quotes with health issue you know and they're trying to yep and and there already have been some basically saying that she wasn't herself so she quit like people are nasty right um yep but to see her then cheer on her teammates with the passion that she did at least in photos right i don't, I don't know i haven't watched it right but the still yeah, shots of her cheering it on it almost seems like there's a weight lifted um with the decision so i don't know so i'm trust me this won't be the last time we hear from her on all this, right? She's going to continue to talk about it. Um, I assume she's the fact that she's talked about it already. I think shows courage. Um, yeah, and it's going to be the main story going forward. But it's, uh, I think it's remarkable that the team got silver, even after all that. The fact that the best gymnast in the world, yeah, and, and you had to replace her ever in a split second. Um, oh, in in real time. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, think about this too. I mean, we we know the cycles of training and we already have been oh, dived into the, the, the rigorous cycles of gymnastics training. Mm-hmm. And you could already argue about the healthy, unhealthy, but what these women go through to get themselves physically fit and already the mental battles that gymnasts have to have and, um, to, to get themselves in a state of mind to compete and the dieting and all that, you can argue whether that's healthy or not, right? It's, it's no different. Like, okay, this happens in wrestling too, right? The way they cut weight and they diet to get into a certain thing. A lot of the stuff sure. you could deem like, that's not healthy, man. You know what I mean? So anyway, right. but the th- stuff that these athletes go through, the plan for a, 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 a July 2020 to then keep pushing that out and then more attention and more attention and more attention and this and that. And then, oh, gosh, I'm not perfect. I'm not, oh, man, what are they going to think of me? I can't imagine the weight of that, man. That's just. No. And I think you. I think you, the, the hard part, and I, this is why I bring up the social media part of it, is these are individual sports. And this is a team competition today, but it's an individual pressure. There's no pressure that can be spread amongst teammates. And I got your back, you have mine. There's an individual pressure. And for her... She was the great equalizer for Team USA in this. So, like, if she participates, they win. If they don't or she struggles, they lose. Like, that's a lot on that. It's one thing to let yourself down. It's another thing to let your team down. Or that's the stuff that can go through your mind. And and the social media part of it allows for other people to get inside your head. This was not possible. Certainly when I was young, uh, it was not possible when you were young. I mean, this, this wasn't something you didn't play... When did when did Twitter become a thing? Was that you know my in rookie terms of year. people being on it? Yeah, my rookie year, oh nine, rookie year. Yeah, 20, so your yeah, your Ohio State career was played without yes. it. Yes, you know you oh, were. Yeah, 
you know that yeah. you didn't. You have, were, I wasn't able to see. Not that anyone was. I would have had to physically go on dis like the Columbus Dispatch dot com to even see a headline, like or message about boards that type of stuff. Right, there was no message. Seek it out. You had to seek they it out. Couldn't get in your phone. Facebook <laughs> you know? wasn't even that way. Like Facebook was not right. newsy then. Facebook was legit. Well, no, you also Laurenitis dot one have, at osu dot edu. You better have the you college login, and you better get in. And then you know what? Who? Why'd they poke me? That's weird. What's a poke? I don't know. Is that a new way of flirting? Right. What's a poke? You know, what's relationship right. status? I gotta put this on a website. You know, like it was a whole right. new world. And then, let alone Twitter. Like I'll put it this way: nobody on Facebook was was doing like you weren't gonna find a link to an Eleven Warriors article with no. how early Facebook uh-huh. was. That wasn't an option. Like Facebook was changing so fast over those four years that the the homepage changed like eighteen times. You know, I'm like, quit updating this thing. I just got used to the last update, and then I just, I just quit being on Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was the end. You of know, it. I was yeah. like, I'm done. Right. I'm out. Um, right. So but they bought it, Instagram so that the, they could. Of they course, they sold everything. Yeah, the I mean, they got. They I love how this. By the way, true story. There's, um, I saw this and it was like Instagram on their latest update limited what you want to see so essentially like i'm like what so i go to this little part on instagram where i go to settings and i go down to security and um it might be privacy yeah but anyway you go down and you kind of look through and it said um block some sensitive material all sensitive no filter and it automatically selects some sensitive material and then the rumor is that facebook or instagram is actually they're deeming what they view as sensitive i'm like no, I'm gonna take that filter off. I think I can control what I think is sensitive or not for myself. Yeah, but like I saw all these posts one day about like I wonder if that's a new update, and I'm like I don't know what it is, but I don't want you selecting anything on a filter. But the crazy thing is, is like now you start to wonder like for the first time, maybe it's not the first time. There are there are people out there that when I never used to think probably when I was in school, like if I Googled anything, I would assume that the top websites came up. And now there's so much doubt in our world. It's just incredible. Nobody trusts anybody. Nobody trusts anybody anymore. That's what I found out. No, what fears me about that is, is that a precursor to letting kids get on Instagram? Right. And have right. their own accounts. Well, they're like trying. I, I told you that. Yeah, I thought I told you that story where Facebook's creating I know, Instagram I remember that. for kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just absolutely wild. Uh, real quickly on this, and then we're going to get to the Aaron Rodgers story coming up next. Kurt Bowles, uh, we talked about him with the Austin newspaper. Big 12 sources say Texas and Oklahoma would each owe the league $80 million for breaching their contracts with the league. Um, but both schools are hoping the Big 12 implodes, so they might owe nothing. Keep in mind that Texas and Oklahoma, and Texas has been negotiating with this for a year, according to sources, um, that they both were at Big 12 meetings acting like they were <laughs> partners. Right? Yeah. And now they're going to impl- they want the league to implode. Like Oklahoma plays Oklahoma. That's Bedlam. That's right. And they're get- now the league's going to implode and Oklahoma State has nowhere to go. Mm. That's betrayal. Talk about betrayal. Another that's 30 for 30. Lot. We're just adding Boy, to the list. We got the Ohio on. State Thurston quarterback. Yeah. We have the crew saved. We got uh Tiger Woods coming back and winning the Masters. Whatever 30 for 30 you want. You want We got this one right here. Uh how the how the OU in Texas betrayed oh, yeah. the Big 12. Mm. Yeah, they sent him up down the river, brother, without any paddles. Um, Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay. Uh, what it means for them, what it means for him, and how a local company is in the middle of it. Again, we get to that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. 
your home of the Buckeyes, Jackets, NFL, Major League Baseball, and pretty much everything you can shake a stick at. What? It's a saying. The Fan. Hey. D drinking responsibly with a touch of class. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. A little giveaway for the kids. Some tickets to Impractical Jokers. Receivers, winner receives a pair of tickets to Impractical Jokers Tour at the Schoenstein Center on December 30th. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com at 821-9710. Let's go fourth caller. Get some. Uh, they get the tickets on that. and Plus, you get to talk to Chops. That's a win for somebody, at least. Um, let me run something by you. Aaron Rodgers reports to Packers Camp, and we talked about this briefly. This is what I'm interested in. How do you suppose that Homage became responsible for supplying or being Mm. the T-shirt for professional athletes to get their message across? This goes back to LeBron James with the Ultimate Warrior in 2016. We've seen this time and time again. Yeah. Like, they are the T. This is a T-shirt company from Columbus. My man yeah. Ryan Bessler started this thing out of a VW bus. Yeah. You've got one. I've got one. <laughs> I mean, like, we have them here at the fan. But, like, Aaron Rodgers, is this show up is one of the biggest show ups of all time. And he shows up in an homage Kevin from the Office versus Chili NBA Jam matchup t shirt from homage. That's right. How did they do that? It's weird too. Is that one of Shelley's like friends from high school at Aurora? Um, and I'll probably botch the connection, but anyway, so it's Aurora or Twinsburg, someone that she used to hang out with, right? The group of friends, like him and another yeah. friend from school, like moved to L.A. and have a clothing company that like a bunch of rappers and stuff will post all the time as well. And I just wondered that same okay. thing. Like she goes, I look at this and I'll be like, wait, they're wearing one of my friend's shirts, and then you're like, how the hell does that connection work? I'm like, I don't know. How does homage go from where they are to to what you just said? I think some of it is, you know, LeBron wearing some of the stuff early on. Where'd you get that? I mean, people knew of homage when I was in St. Louis. Like I had some like a few homage shirts, but C Long had a bunch of them. Um the NBA yeah. Jams one people loved and you saw them everywhere. And you're just like <laughs> I don't know, they're comfortable shirts, they're great shirts. And uh they're very they just, clever. The shirts have a story. Very clever. I mean, I, you know, the the story is amazing, but it's one thing for to to do clever, cool shirts that are comfortable, which is what they've done forever, That's but right. also to become kind of like the mechanism for professional athletes and the biggest stars, by the way. That's right. To get their message across. Yeah. I mean, it's not Aaron didn't choose that on accident. Right. LeBron James didn't choose the Ultimate Warrior shirt on accident. It was all very specific, right? Right. You know. And homage is in the middle of it. Good job out That's of that. It's incredible. It's really incredible. Very cool. Yeah. 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 Very, very, very cool. Uh, Rogers is in Green Bay. Here are the details of it. Uh, the concessions the Packers are offering, uh, the 2023 year in Rogers contract is the last one of his current deal would be voided with no tags allowed in the future. So in other words, this ties him to Green Bay only for this year. The Packers would agree to review Rogers situation at the end of the season. Uh, Rogers contract would be adjusted with no loss of income to give the Packers more cap room now and mechanisms will be put in place to address Rogers issues with the team, which is, you know, the people running apparently has no issues with coaches or players. It's, it's really, uh, the front office. There's the Devontae Adams part of this as, as well as his negotiations broke off. And now the thinking is that those will be, 
put back on the front burner. Um, this, this is something that you saw was coming. I do wonder if this will preclude them trading him. Mm. Or will that, are they more open to that now? Is he more tradable now? Right. Mm. Those shades are pretty elite too, by the way. He's, yeah, he's, his choices are all quite strong. I mean, His look at those glasses. Quite strong. My gosh. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I don't know, man. That's a, a good, good summer. It's going to yeah. be fascinating, though. I would think it would open it up to him to be able to. So, uh, good job out of homage. Uh, the NFL is better when Aaron. By the way, for all the player empowerment, remember we spent all the time in the spring talking about that. About that, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Deshaun Watson is reporting to Houston. That's right. No one went anywhere. Nope. Nope. That's right. And so. Sean still wants to be traded. Um, the Texans want the world for him. Um, three countries, five starters, um, a couple <laughs> right. draft picks. Despite uh, uncertain, a ton of uncertainty. Yeah. And they're like, well, gosh, if you want that, what, what do the Packers want for the MVP or the Broncos, you know, Packers deal? What do you want there? Um, yeah, it, it is a – look, we keep hearing all this over and over about, you know, the – player movement and they're gonna if anyone can control it, it's gonna be Aaron Rodgers and remember Adam Schefter saying there's no way that Aaron Rodgers is going back to Green Bay and well things change and I yeah. wonder if he is more tradable but still even if you are the Broncos you can sit there patiently this season like if you're Elway you can play out For this sure. season say hey I tried to get Aaron last year but not but we'll get him next year if Aaron still wants out he'll be in Denver I mean, yep. it's incredible. That's the. Oh yeah, Miami too. I think it change. It'll change a lot Miami, of teams. That feel like they're close. Denver, Carolina. As far as for Deshaun, like if there's no Absolutely. legal stuff with Deshaun, you have to think of teams yep. like Carolina wanted them, and so instead, you know, you wait because of stuff. Well, a year later, everything's settled. Maybe we just move yep. a or wait a week. You know. Absolutely. No, it's gonna it's it'll be for a fun fun year, fun off season on that front. Uh big day for the Bengals yesterday. Mike Brown with his uh his yearly meeting with the media. We'll go over some of that. Joe Burrow slinging passage to Jamar Chase. That was cool to see. Ben Baby covers the Bengals for ESPN. He joins us next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. Telling it like it is, even if that makes you uncomfortable. Common man and Tebow. Weekdays from three to six. The fan, Ohio sports destination. The best, best in the, the Midwest. Midwest. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, time to head out on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems fan guest hotline with a visit for our good buddy, Ben Baby. Covers the Bengals for ESPN. Big day in Cincinnati yesterday. Mike Brown, first time in 18 months that he's had a meeting with the media. Obviously, last year because of open. Uh, so, so we get actually two years rather that we get a, a Mike Brown chat. Uh, ben was there, and so we have that to reflect on. We got to see Joe Burrow slinging passes to Jamar Chase, which was cool as well. Ben, uh, let's start with Mike and and his comments. Uh, as as you kind of get twenty four hours to think back on that, what what's still in your head jostling around in terms of Mike's comments yesterday? Yeah, you know, first off, always good chopping it up with y'all, and and we got to talk to Mike yesterday at the the media luncheon, like you said, first time in two years, and there was nothing really earth shattering, except for I, I think, but uh, one thing that did stand out was that he was really impressed with Joe Burrow, and 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 you know had a lot of praise to give him, and said that you know he was unique, you know, in his focus and his drive, and 
And, you know, Mike doesn't really say things, you know, off the cuff. And, you know, if he says something, he truly does mean it. You know, he went, I mean, to prove that point, he said, if I could get away with free agency, I definitely would. Uh, and, and, you know, so he, he he's not afraid to voice his opinion on certain topics. But, you know, I, I think that he obviously was impressed with what Burrow has done. Uh, they know that it's how, um, you know, he expressed Burrow's importance to the franchise. And I think that's probably good for the fans to hear that, that from the top down, there is that, you know, that need to go out and, and make sure that Burrow is successful in any which way. And then, you know, you know, he understands that it's important for this team to be good and, and kind of produce these wins. And, you know, the one question he didn't get asked, and, you know, we, we had about 20 minutes, 20 minutes with him yesterday, which isn't really a whole lot, but, the one question that really didn't get asked directly was whether head coach Zach Taylor will be on the hot seat. But, you know, I, I kind of asked Zach in a roundabout way, and Zach understood that there's pressure on a year-to-year basis. And, you know, most head coaches, even when they know they're on the quote-unquote hot seat, to them, they, they always have that expectation that they've got to put a winning product out, and they know what happens when you don't. So, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of interesting things, that, that you know, storylines to follow this year, but it was good to kind of hear Mike and, and kind of see what their thoughts were as they approached a big 2021 season. Ben, is it is it a, a foregone conclusion that we're going to have Joe Burrow week one? I saw the quote about how they're, obviously they're not going to put him in there in the preseason at all, um, and, and <laughs> rehabbing was an A+. Plus. Well, no, duh. Have you seen the kid compete? Of course he's going to attack rehab. But I'm just wondering, is it just a done deal that he will be there week one, or is there any discussions about maybe nursing him back in? Yeah, you know, I, I think that Zach left the door open. He after, after he got burned by A.J. Green in 2019 with his injury status, Zach's been very gun-shy to say anything definitive about yeah. anybody. But with Burrow, I think it is wise to leave the door open here because, you know, he also said during OTA, he says, oh, we're really not going to ramp him up. And slowly but surely, they kind of did a little bit of that, even though they said they, you know, they weren't going to. And I think that's a testament to what Burrow wants to do. Like you said, he's going to be champing at the pit to get in there and get some reps as, as many reps as he can to get ready for that week one game against the Minnesota Vikings. And, you know, I think that, you know, maybe if they, if Burrow continues to look really well in rehab, you know, they're obviously going to have those discussions. It, it does make sense, you know, to kind of hold him back and kind of see how that goes. I'd see that argument from it you don't want him getting hurt in a meaningless you know in a meaningless game you let him to see how he does on week one and go from there um you know but it, it you know burrow's tenacity during this rehab process has truly been incredible i was talking to, to folks yesterday and they were saying that you know they you know they were just amazed with how much he's kind of went after it throughout this whole process and his eagerness and his willingness and his ferocity to kind of come back strong from that knee injury so you know we'll see how he looks in camp you know zach said that they're not going to basically baby him in practices. They're going to put him in there at 11 on 11. And at some point, you can't be too protectful of him. So we'll see how this ramp up goes. But, you know, with Burrow, I think that, you know, even though right now they said that he probably won't be in the preseason, you know, you, you have to wonder if he looks really good, do they change their mind? Does he get a couple series, uh, you know, in that, in that final preseason game? Ben, you got to see him yesterday, right? I, you, I saw the video you tweeted of him throwing to Jamar Chase. Was that that's your video, correct? Oh no, that was the Bengals video. They they went ahead. Oh, and Bengals they, put they that out. Okay. Yeah, they they didn't let us. Yeah, I just I just go ahead and steal the embed code and put it on mine. Okay. Just kind of just to tweak them a little bit there since we can't we weren't in there. We weren't, we, we get in there tomorrow. <laughs> okay. They they got the first piece. Okay. But, 
Uh, yeah, okay. Joe's, um, yeah, we know that Joe's been working with, with the rookies. You know, Zach said that, and, and he said that he, Joe has been looking pretty good. If you go back and if you want to break down the video, like I think just about everybody was, we saw the big brace right. on, Joe, on Joe's left knee, and, and we saw him, you know, in that drill that was, was clipped going seven on air. So, you know, I think the one thing for me, I want to see what he looks like in these 11-on-11 drills because we saw him a little bit in seven-on-seven in the final OTA, in, in kind of the one-day mini camp that they had. But we, did, we didn't see any 11-on-11 stuff. They were really limited in that. Didn't do any full-speed 11-on-11, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, now that he's cleared, I think that's going to be the big next step for him. So when training camp starts tomorrow, I mean, I think that's what we really want to look at. Ben, I'm, I'm wondering, as you – a lot of eyes will be on Joe, but a lot of discussion all off season, leading up to the draft, free agency, all that stuff, was the protection for him. What what are those battles? What, how do you think it shakes out at guard? Um, what are some of the the intriguing things you'll be looking for throughout training camp when it comes to protecting Joe and that O line? Yeah, you know, I think that you, I don't know how much of a, a good sense we're going to get in training camp because you know it's all it's always a wash. You know how this goes. Whenever when teams are practicing, everybody says everybody looks great, and you don't really know how it's going to shake out until week one. But you know, I think the general sense is uh, you know, given what we saw during the OTA session, I would expect that, that Quentin Spain gets one of the starting guard spots. And rookie Jackson Carmen, I think, will slide in as, you know, as a starter. That's kind of what it appeared he was repping at towards the end of the, uh, the offseason you know, workouts. And, and you're going to have Riley Reef, Reef at right tackle, Jonah Williams at left tackle, and then Trey Hopkins, who's coming off you know, uh, you know, his injury. He'll be coming back in, um, and, and I expect him to, to be ready to go, and he'll get plenty of action um, throughout this preseason in, in training camp as they kind of get him revved up. And it's remarkable because he just had surgery, you know, you know, I guess what, six, seven months ago. So it's uh, I think that, you know, that offensive line, I don't expect there to be a ton of battles there. I think, you know, Xavier Suofilo and Quentin Spain, they kind of duked it out. And, I, uh, you know, for one of those guard spots, I can't off the top of my head if that's left or right guard. But, you know, I believe, um, you know, Jackson Corman did enough to be able to get that spot. I know I saw – you know, some projections have him coming off the bench, but I think he'll be a, a week one starter. And that's going to be a lot of pressure on him because, you know, he was playing left tackle at Clemson, and now he's going to come in and play guard, you know, in the NFL week one. That's a big transition to make, not just going from the college to the pros, but also, you know, having to switch positions like that. And there will be a lot of pressure on this offensive line. I think they know the criticisms. They know how Burrow got hurt and what the national narrative is around this team and around that unit. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to come out and perform well. Ben, we love talking Bengals with you, but as we get you out of here on this, if you'll permit me a question on on Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC. This is something that you know a great deal about before you got to Cincinnati. This is a league you covered. Uh, and certainly great familiarity with Texas A&M and the state of Texas and the, and the politics of it all. It's been about a week, and it's going to be official by the end of this week that it's a done deal. Where do you sit on it? Uh, what are the motivation, motivating factors for Texas, for Oklahoma? Uh, and, and how do you think all of this eventually plays out? Yeah, you know, it's it's fascinating kind of how we've seen it all all kind of play out publicly over the last week or so, ever since basically it, it was broken at SEC Media Days ahead of A&M's. They, uh, basically minutes before A&M sits on the podium. Funny how that works out. Uh, but, you know, there's always been a lot of bickering between these those schools. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma have ran the Big 12, and basically the Big 12, you know, goes as Texas goes, if we're being quite honest. And, you know, if Texas is strong, the Big 12 collectively is a lot stronger, um, even though Oklahoma has basically ran the show for a long time. 
you know, I think this is probably a good move for them at, at this point, especially when we see how, how things are going to change. And really, you know, with the NIL coming in, I'm really fascinated to see how this affects funding. I know that, you know, there's going to be a lot of workarounds. And, and really, I, I think the one thing that nobody's really discussed and I think is probably the biggest issue is how much money are these athletic departments going to get now from boosters? Because you look at it, they were getting hundreds of millions of dollars, and Texas was one of the richest ones. Them and A and M always, you know, brought in the most revenue out of any any schools in the country, which is remarkable when you given their their lack of on field success. There is a lot of money there. The numbers have show that there's more money at those schools than any other school in college football, more than Bama, more than Ohio State, more than whoever you want to name. And now, when you look at what's going on with the NIL, if this booster money, if, they, if boosters are going to find a way to get money to players and maybe not to the program themselves, teams are going to have programs are going to have to find ways to create that revenue elsewhere. And especially with this TV rights deal coming up, um, you know, Oklahoma and Texas have suggested that they want out of the Big 12's uh, contract, uh, media rights. You know, the SEC, we know how lucrative it's going to be, and there is going to be a lot of money uh, in that deal, especially when you add in Texas and Oklahoma. Those ratings are going to be off the charts. And, you know, I wonder if this isn't a way to maybe go ahead and offset some of the, the revenue you're going to lose. But it's going to be really – it's going to be fun to watch from a, from a college football perspective that they add a lot to the SEC. Can Oklahoma adapt defensively? I think it's the biggest thing because we know yeah. how good the defenses are. But the, the flip side, I was actually talking to Zach Taylor yesterday. I said, Dispenser Rattler become right now the best quarterback in the conference. And, I, you know, I, I think right now it would be hard to argue against it. So there's gonna, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I love what Oklahoma does, and, and we've seen the SEC kind of embrace the spread over the years. So it, it'll be really fun to watch it play out. But, you know, I, I imagine there are going to be a lot of shoes to drop between now and when all of this gets settled. I would agree. Appreciate your expertise on that and, of course, all of your Bengals stuff. Always great talking to you, bud. Thanks for your time. Hey, no problem. Y'all take care. All right, that's our good buddy Ben Baby. Covers the Bengals for ESPN. Three things on a Tuesday. Up next, Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Keeping you entertained with our vast selection of hot takes and play-by-play for over 25 years. Proud to be your home of the Buckeyes. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. It's first Friday somewhere. That's a big sense of freedom. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, time for three things on a Tuesday. Hit it, Chopper. One. Two, one, two, three things with Bishop and Laurinaitis. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, this was a uh, a real conversation at a flag football coaches meeting for the upcoming <laughs> season. So, one of the things that happens is that there is a center fumble a center quarterback running back exchange that gets fumbled from time to time. Now, historically, we've just called this, I've coached this league, this will be my third year. Um, we've called that down. Like, if, Unfortunately, it's a fumble, and what it does, it forces the kids to really pay attention on the exchange of the football, which I yeah. think is kind of important. So they decided that the new rule is that if the ball is dropped and it's just sort of dropped, they can pick it up and continue the play. But if it's just sort of dropped, it's, oh buddy, <laughs> oh buddy! But if it's dropped and it's an egregious drop and the ball is booted, mm. then you reset the play. Oh, Boy. I raised my hand. I said, I really think we ought to remove the ambiguity from this. That's right. If the ball hits the ground, it either needs to be down or they can pick it up and go. Or but you can't live, have a situation, yeah, or live. <laughs> You can't have a situation 
where it's up to the and, and the response was, well, no, I think the coaches will operate in good faith. And I said, well, you okay. haven't coached youth sports then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Clearly. All right, Mr. Naive. Please Ambiguity in youth leave. sports is the yeah. end of the world. It is. It the is. end of the world. Sometimes I look at my yeah. phone, Bo, um, and I'm like, why do I have all these apps? Or I'll go to the update page, you know, on the app store and just update the apps sure. and one will be there. And one of them yesterday got me upset. And it's the British okay. Airways app because I downloaded okay. it last oh. February to go uh, on our flight from London to Venice. And the fact that I have still been updating this damn thing for over a year is really disappointing. And so I deleted the hell out of that thing. And I hope to never see it again. That's a special kind of delete. My <laughs> first thing, uh, Michigan internet man, James T. Yoder, he was doubting that you know all players could benefit from the new NIL rules. And he tweeted this in response to somebody, perhaps for stars, but you think people going to buy a $50 hoodie from Luke uh, Whippler? <laughs> And so Luke Whippler, he has that uh, tweet screen printed on a hoodie. He's now selling it for fifty dollars. He sold about eighty already. That's like four thousand dollars. <laughs> so that's a good way to get back at that guy. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. Yoder's got a, he's got a pretty good sense of humor about the status of the Michigan program as well. Uh, number number two for me, uh, my good. kids will watch anything with the Olympics. It's pretty remarkable. Anything. I, it's they see the flag. It's remarkable. I haven't asked them to watch it, but I will. When I'm done here, I'll go out there and they'll have the Olympics on. Watch it, anything. Yeah. They're into it. It's a remarkable thing, and it's really cool. It's something I didn't foresee happening. Yeah, London's really into volleyball now, so now she wants to sign up for volleyball. Yeah. I'm like, you want to add that to swimming, gymnastics, cheerleading, and soccer? Sure, Kate. Why not? Um, my second thing. Speaking of the Olympics, the dude from Russia won gold. After tearing his Achilles three months ago, whatever they're using in Russia for Achilles rehab, I need some. That is all. Yeah, horse placenta. That is all. That's what they. That's what they should call that Russian Olympic team. The dudes from Russia, <laughs> and that includes men and women. It's just it's a everyone. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, all yeah, people are dudes. Job. I'm with you. Uh, last one uh, or second one for me. Have you guys seen this um, Australian beach volleyball player, Karambula, his skyball serve? So yes. this guy just knocks yes. it like 30 feet into the air, and it just clears over the net, and it's just like the most obnoxious thing you could possibly do because it doesn't even seem to be that much more effective, but it's a ridiculous way to serve the ball. But I'm all here for it. Uh, yeah, I saw that, that was quite fun to say the least. Uh, finally for me, Chris Holtman's a national treasure. So he's asked about JTT and that he's open to him playing uh, basketball. He's at an availability today. It's just a lot of great stuff out of him. But he says he had a meal with the defensive end during his official visit, but then was asked if EJ Liddell would be playing tight end, and he, quote, said, that's not happening. <laughs> so don't get any ideas. No, no. We're no, lucky Ryan's to have him about that. I'm not worried about that, all right? Yeah. Um, my last thing, uh, what is it, Lydia Jacoby, the 100-meter breaststroke gold from Alaska. Have you watched the video, Bo? Have yeah, you watched so the great. video of her hometown? Yeah, I was NBC watching it posted live. It. it was awesome. I mean, to see her, the, the hometown, there's one 50-meter pool, I think they said, in Alaska, in the state of Alaska, and she's the first yeah. gold medal winner from, from that state uh, in swimming. So just unbelievable. Just seeing that video is, is what the Olympics is all about, just the hometowns, the families rooting um, for for obviously their friend and for their daughter, absolutely awesome. 
My last one. So we've gotten a lot of stuff put away in the new house. We're really settling in. But one of the problems is we don't really have enough decor or enough stuff in the dining room. We just don't have stuff to fill that space from our, our previous place. So right now there's an echo. And I got to tell it, it must be like going into your guys' house where you can just hear yourself echoing off the walls. You just oh, got these stop. big open spaces. Wow. Stop. How the other half lives. It's great. Actually, I, I can't. If, if the boys are talking on one end in one wing, I can't hear them in the other. So that, I actually don't know what that's. Bo has the intercom system in the house. The intercom. That's the only boys. Way. That's the only boys. Way. So far apart that you Dinner's can't ready. possibly even hear. Uh, enjoy your Tuesday, kids. We're back tomorrow. Rothman and I up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.